Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every Friday we'll be covering another instalment in a classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com and Weird Geeks on iTunes to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums, shorts and more that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Show. Every single Friday we take you through another installment of the classic horror retrospective franchise. I'm your host and guiding us through all of them 80 slasher films that we have deemed appropriate is Katie Watson. You have no money, Katie Watson. <laughs> it's Shannon Holland. <laughs> Hello, I am Shannon. Guys, we did it. We're past the halfway mark, 1986. What a year. Oh, man. What a year. It is. It's an excellent born. year. I mean, I still so have so many info. years before my birth. Shut up, Shannon. So many yeah, years to go. Lying does not... <laughs> Gel with your face. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was aggressive. <laughs> doesn't look good on luckily, you. Luckily, you have a career that doesn't matter what what age you were. Yeah, that's true. Shannon and I have to be more careful. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly Shannon. Yeah, 100%. Everyone <gasps> loves actresses getting older. They love it. It's yes, very accepted the, in the this favorite. business. <laughs> All right. This is a weird one. We're dealing with a movie called Chopping Mall. Yeah, yeah from we are. 1986, and we're gonna we kind of, it's is it a slasher film? Is it not? It's kind of like Phenomena last week on the fence <laughs> a little bit, but we'll get to why we're including when we get into our list. But before that, if you are new to us, hello, welcome. My voice doesn't always sound as sexy. It's because I got a cold. Mm. You can head on out to Weird Geeks on your phones and on your apps and all all those things. Just mash your keyboards and you'll find us. You can subscribe. You can rate. Helps us out a whole damn bunch because we do all this free. We don't do any patrons, we don't do any banner ads, and by the love of security robots everywhere, we'll never try and sell you any Roombas. <laughs> the- I said I was watching this with Tom, and we we're talking about he was he was not a fan of the robot design in this film. Oh, and, what? Um, <laughs> what? That's so strange. And somehow Roombas came up, and he was like, "What's a Roomba?" And I was like, "Dude, he doesn't know what a Roomba is." No. Under it's a rock. The, it's the first step to room, household room. robot servants. I know. We have one. It's the first step to the end of mankind. Yeah. You want in that apartment? Yep, we do. I'm just now I'm you. waiting for it to come online and kill us both. Then why doesn't it look clean or whatever? Wow. <laughs> oh, shit. Robot's not doing a good job. Okay. Listen, we just got it. Okay. Leave me alone. Oh, that, that explains. You're letting it rest a lot. Exactly. <laughs> it, needs it needs naps. Rest and recovery, just like I do. Cleaning sucks. <laughs> so you got a robot to basically hang out with on the sofa. <laughs> basically. <laughs> lazy. Basically. We do call oh it DJ God. Roomba like they do in Parks and Rec. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. So, 1986, what the fuck is going on? Why are we doing this movie? Before we get to them spookies, let's talk about the worldwide box office. Somebody has that list. Who it's is it? me. It's me. There it is. So excited every week. Yep, I am. I'm so excited. 
All right. So for 1986, I feel like there's a couple things that are outside of the top 10 that especially for this film are important to mention. Most notably at number 21, one of my favorite movies as a child, Short Circuit. Nope. Weird, right? Short Circuit. Not, right. Nope. I know. Bad. So nope. I don't know what weird. you're talking about. <laughs> and then also at number 22, this is literally one of my all-time favorite movies ever. Pretty in Pink. Love it yes. so much. There's a lot of great movies in 1986. Good year. Molly Ringwald Good. out This is your favorite about... bit of every show, isn't it? What'd you say? <laughs> Just This is your favorite bit of every show. Just getting to read out the, the other films on horror films. <laughs> I love to bask in the glory of these other films that we didn't watch. And you make me watch things like Chopping Mall. I know. I do feel, yeah, well, next week I'm going to feel extra bad. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh, we'll great. What I can't wait. And then at 13, Stand By Me, another beautiful film. Oh, that's a good one. I know. It's such a good one. So this is the first one of the first performances from John Cusack. He's in this movie. Uh-huh. Well, coming in at number 10. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. Yes. Matthew Broderick. Yes. Welcome to my heart. All I wanted to be was Sloan. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the very first. I was like, Sloan is such a cool name. A hundred percent. I still love the name Sloan, and I love still it. want a white leather jacket with fringe. Duh. <laughs> so please deliver both of those things to me. Sloan and a white leather jacket with fringe. <laughs> Number nine, Ruthless People. Never heard of that movie. I feel like I know it, but I can't. I couldn't tell you what it is right now. I feel like I've seen it before. I feel it might have like Danny DeVito. I don't know. Maybe I'm making shit up. Who the fuck knows? It's lost to the ages. There's no way to find out. You're probably not far off by just saying the <laughs> words Danny DeVito in association with any 80s film. That's true. So. But number eight, this film I know, The Golden Child. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a movie. What that is this is one? Hey, you never seen that movie? I don't think so. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy joint. Eddie Murphy and child. cultural appropriation is what I feel like the, <laughs> the title it's of it. It's kind of like if you mix Beverly Hills Cop with, what's it called? With, with Big Trouble in Little China. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like... It's just there's wow. some crazy fantasy elements that it gets into towards the end. Yeah, there's it really one scene does. in particular. Yeah. Sticks in my brain. Well, it's just like very shticky. This is Asia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, With every 80s movie, though. I know, 100%. It's like it. not as offensive as Mickey Rooney playing an Asian oh, man in Breakfast at Tiffany's, but it is like probably not acceptable in today's. Yeah. What about, the little, what about the little kid in uh, Temple of Doom? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, boy. Well, never mind. <sighs> anyway. We got a great line in uh, this film we're dealing with today about ethnics. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, and then number seven, a movie I'm not familiar with is either Back to School. Yeah, I've seen this. It's certainly not a classic. That was that high up? That's yeah, crazy. it's at number seven. It brought in... Ninety-one million two hundred and fifty-eight thousand oh, in the worldwide box office. I mean, that was all domestic, but still. That's Rodney Dangerfield, oh. which is not. I do not like Rodney yeah, Dangerfield. Not my type of movie. The only time I've ever liked Rodney Dangerfield was in Ladybugs. I think is the name of that film, where he is a soccer coach and he convinces his son to pretend he's a girl to play on this team. It was adorable. Sounds about right. Loved it. Loved it. 
Highly recommend. <laughs> Coming in at number six. Highly recommend. The Karate Kid, part two. Nice. Nowhere near as good as the first one, but hey. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. True, true statement. Spoilers. Daniel's still a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a little, he's a little bit of a dick. Yeah. He's he increasingly pretty dickish. much a dick. Yeah. He's not that much of a dick in the first one. He he's a more jerk dickish. to his mom the whole time, and his mom is so cool. Here's one of the things I like about in the first one. He, he's not like, you know, he's bullied and stuff, but he is he does have still some bite to him. He's not just a complete walkover. Yeah, except he kind of takes guy. out all of his anger on his own mother and not on yeah, the bullies. Yeah. Daniel's the Dude, worst. He's the worst. He's like, well, what's his name in Saved by the Bell? The lead Zeke? guy. No. The lead what? guy, Zach Morris? Yeah, Zach, Zach Morris, Morris is, is a amazing. total asshole. What? He How is, dare you besmirch the name of Zach there are Morris? There entire websites and everything that just goes through each episode, and they're like, this is why Zach Morris is an asshole. And they're like, look at him. He's shaming this guy. The whole thing is built around him, like, slut-shaming this girl, trying to get with this girl. She says no. He doesn't take that as an answer. Like, oh. it's just the whole time. If you rewatch them. I mean, to be fair, I have not watched Saved by the Bell in a modern context. And now oh, man. I want to. He, it is basically a show about him screwing everybody over for his own gain. Oh, maybe this is what's wrong it. with the men of our generation. They've, maybe. <laughs> Zach <laughs> Morris is to blame. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the countdown. Coming in at number five. Star Trek: The Voyage Home. So much Star Trek. James, is this a good one? James, how do you feel about Star Trek: The Voyage Home? He says, "Eh, it's all right. Not as good as Wrath of Khan." Is Ra- Wrath of Khan's the best yeah, one? Yeah, Wrath isn't of it? Khan is for sure the best one. Mainly because it has okay. the Khan. Is that the aforementioned Wrath? I believe so. Hang on, but I can't be because that's someone saying Khan. Unless Khan himself is screaming his own name. No, that's. Who screams it? Isn't it Shatner that screams it? So it should be oh. called the Wrath of Shatner. I listen. Well, because Khan fucked him over, so he's like Khan. Can you ask James? This is important. Does Khan get suitably wrathy? James, does Khan get suitably wrathy? <laughs> he so does not understand. <laughs> um, <You don't- laughs> is he full of wrath? Is he full of wrath? He says yes, like that. Oh, I don't know. Well, that's not. I'm not. I'm not feeling this Jerry movie. Is out. Listen, honest. he is. Yeah. He is very engrossed in his game. He is. You know, I don't think he's enjoying his peanut <sighs> gallery position at the moment, and he just needs to suck it up. <laughs> right. Don't worry. He'll have his penis out again in a minute. <laughs> Listen, he's already done it once. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in at number four. What's happening? What could possibly make more money than a non-wrathy Wrath of Khan? <laughs> yeah. A film where you could definitely not have your penis out. Platoon. Oh yeah. Well, depends. Yeah. Well, unless you want to get things shot off, you I should know, probably 100%. keep it in your pants. You should probably keep it in your pants. Oh, I like Platoon. Good yep. movie. It is a good film. Another good film. Coming in at number three. Aliens. Yeah. That's an alright film, isn't yep. it? Number three. Yeah, number three. Wow, so it would. Well, well, I guess so. Yeah, it makes you sense. You want to know what we did this it. whole series? You guys should go listen to it. Oh yeah, go listen to it. Didn't we? 
What beats it? What beats it? Uh, what? Aliens? No, we haven't wa- actually no, done we Aliens. No, we Alien versus Predator. Yeah. Well, it's because you and I <laughs> yeah, watched all these Requiem. back-to-back yeah, we did. of our own volition. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's why. But uh, what beats Aliens? This classic from Down Under. Number two, Crocodile oh, Dundee. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Oh, boy. Inspiring <clears throat> shitty Australian accents across the U.S. To plague sure Australians been... forever. Right? I haven't seen this movie probably since it came out, so who knows? I mean, but yeah, but just, every I mean, time I... somebody's like, oh, I'm from Australia, there's inevitably within the next 30 seconds goes, that's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. And in a non-Jason Statham accent, I'm very bad at accents. Yeah. So. Isn't it amazing one sentence that someone wrote once like that sentence is still remembered to this day? That's I crazy. know. Yeah. That's absolutely crazy. The poster and that sentence, that's all people remember from Crocodile Dundee. Well, and now Basically. a film that is being remade this year coming in at number one. You know it. You love it. Top Gun. Oh, it's not remade. This is a sequel. Oh, it's a sequel. Danger Zone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Maverick You're right, is it Top is. Gun 2. It is. It is Top Gun 2. Yeah, You're and right. Has... still in it. What's her face? Jennifer is... Connelly. Yeah. Yes. So good. <laughs> so there you She's, have um, it. stupidly attractive for she is. a woman of her she age. She is. I want to know like when they had to have that list of like who can Tom Cruise be paired with who's 20 years younger but isn't too creepy. Yeah. <laughs> But it's still attractive enough for him to accept it. That was it. That's it. That was the list. That was number one. Top Gun Top number one. Gun. Thank you, Shannon. Illuminating as always. Mm-hmm. Katie Watson, though, maybe you can illuminate why we chose Chopping Wall this week. To Honestly, cover I'm looking slashes, at this list and I'm wondering why we chose Chopping Wall. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, go for it. I and feel I was not brought in on this conversation. <laughs> so we're starting off strong with Troll. We have Trick or Treat. Oh, we're going backwards. Oh, my God. I'm messing well, with Well, it's brain. because Shannon stole my number one. Oh, yeah, she did. Sorry. Aliens. Sorry. Motherfucker. Troll, obviously, we can't do. Trick or Treat, we can't do. There's one that's all already been covered. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yep. Done it. Go listen to our show on that. Sorority House and that's Massacre. A movie. So, it's Sorority House Massacre. Yeah, we could do that. That's a slash movie, I guess. It's actually Roger Corman produces well. And weirdly, I think it's Sorority House Massacre Part 2. I did a podcast on these, or I guess did. And I actually watched all the Sorority House Massacres. They're really, I mean, they're made for nothing. If you think these movies are made for nothing, like they are made for nothing. And a lot of them are just shot on the weekend where Roger Corman and his wife are away. And some director's like, you know what? I'm just going to use Roger Corman's house, invite some girls oh around, we'll get the tops off. We have 10 minute long scenes of them just in the shower doing literally nothing. Not even like Slumber Party Massacre where at least there's dialogue and it's been shot. Like just standing there showering, you know? <laughs> These are really, really bad movies. And what's hilarious is by, I think, by Sorority House Massacre 2, they have flashbacks to catch you up. But the flashbacks they do are to Slumber Party Massacre, not Sorority House Massacre. What? It's really confusing. So then this whole thing about, oh, are they part of the same universe? It's like, no, no, just no one knew what the fuck they were doing. What? That's ridiculous. That's amazing, though. If I ever make a move, I'll be like, previously on, and then just show an entirely (laughs) different film. (laughs) After we have a lot of school themed things, I'm seeing we have Slaughter High. Slaughter High, we could have done. Um, I think our Final Girls Friends podcast, they're covering that. Well, I've just covered it. It's not great, it's really not great. It, I mean, it's worse than, than what we're talking about this week. So, 
That's why we're not covering there it. There aren't any robots in it, is what I heard. There are not. Followed by Psycho 3. Still Psycho. What? Yeah, you know, I mean, we will get to the Psycho series at some point, because there aren't that many. There's only five of them. Um, and we'll do it. Just wait. Jordan Peele will make another one or something. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, probably will. Yeah. Poltergeist 2, The Other Side. We will get to the Poltergeist films. I, I'm very excited about that, because I only have a very vague memory of the first Poltergeist, and I've intentionally not gone back to watch them in hopes of doing them on this. We shall. Night we have of the Creeps. Dreams. Which Al and I have watched in our Night of. So, yeah, Night of the Creeps is the one that I really wanted us to have an excuse to do is with good old Tom Atkins, and it is a fucking great, fun movie, and it's really like 80s style. It does the best things from taking a sort of fast time to Richmond and putting it into a you know horror film. But it is not a slasher in any way. It's actually really what James Gunn stole from for Slither. It's very much little weird alien slug creatures that are possessing people. It's a cool fun movie, though, and I wish we'd had an excuse to do it this week, but we did not because we're doing slashers. Followed by Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors. Yes! This film I can get down for. <laughs> I presume Suddenly this will be on Shannon's list <laughs> when, we, uh, when she puts me through <laughs> musical season. A hundred percent. A hundred. Poor James. I don't know why I've been singing around the house lately. He's had to listen to me just like belt and Broadway tunes. <laughs> he literally God. put on Let It Go the other day. Oh, jeez. <laughs> because oh. I just had it stuck in my head and was singing oh. around the house. Uh, this is what it's like to live with me, people. Don't this encourage like. her, James. Hey, come on. shut it. <laughs> wow. Saying you have options. Wow. That's all my text is going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Followed by, this is the one I would have chosen, Killer Workout Aerobicide. Holy yeah, smokes. Okay. So, Killer Workout Aerobicide, well, they're two different titles. That's so not colon aerobicide. No, I know. This is a movie that it's kind of legendary. It's been hard to get hold of. We actually have a, a DVD copy or whatever, but I think it's not done by legitimate means. Oh, no. Then recently they did put it out on Blu ray, actually, in the UK, I think it was, on Slasher 88 or something. I'm not sure. I nearly went with this. I mean, it's very funny. It's very funny. It's absolutely a must watch for people, but it is like, it is abysmal. Like, it is it's sincerely ridiculous. But the outfits. Um, but the yeah. outfits. And very, very low budget. And it was a flip of the coin, to be honest, but I was like, uh, we need to go with the one that's got a bit more production value and it's, it has some actual actors in it uh, <laughs> and people who did other things. But sure, I can see the argument for Killer Workout. Tell you what. It's a missed opportunity. <laughs> then we have House, which I've still not seen. I need to go watch this movie. There's four of them. They're all pretty bad, but I kind of watch them kind of bad. It's by Steve Miner, who did Halloween 7, uh, one of the mm -hmm. best Halloweens in our opinion. He did Lake Placid, and he did Friday 13th Part 2 and 3. Mm. Then we have one of my favorites that Al has introduced me to over the years, which is The Hitcher. I fucking love The Hitcher. So and I know good. some people are going to argue this is a slasher movie. It is not, in my opinion. These are, these are road pursuit movies, which are very different. Yeah. We're actually going to be doing a series on road pursuit movies, and then we are, the Hitcher is going to be folded into that. It's so wonderful. be excited. Okay. Shannon will not <laughs> be covering these, I'm assuming. The Hitcher, the Hitcher is legitimately a brilliant film. It like is. It's one of my favorite midnight movies of all time. It's the really, Amazon really good. That means I'm out. Under. That means I'm going <laughs> to get scared. If Al loves it, I hate it. <laughs> It's more psycho, like it's, it is across the board. violent, but not 
super violent, but it's more psychological, which I really love. Yes. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, easily as good a role as his Blade Runner role. Like I would agree. Really I would agree. And then we have Henry, the portrait of a serial killer. This isn't a slash film, and I don't like this movie, actually. I'm in a minority of this, but I'm in a minority of not liking What's-His-Face, who plays this role, the dude from More Rats and from... He's What's-His-Name in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. What? The green mm. guy. Fuck. Oh! The guy with the... You don't like him? No, I really... Michael Rooker. Is that his name? Michael Rooker. Yeah, something... He's in Walking Dead as well. No, I think he's a terrible actor. I really do. I mean, he's kind of the same in everything, but like what he does, he does well, I think. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. I'll tell you that. He's not a terrible actor. I just don't enjoy... Yeah, Michael Rooker. I don't enjoy his his presence in things very much. I mean, he might be a lovely guy, but not in the films I've seen. I don't like it. Uh, Then we have Friday the 13th, part six. Jason lives! Covered it. Jason turns into a zombie. Fantastic. This is one of my favorite Jasons. Yeah, from this point onwards, that's when Jason becomes a zombie. Yeah. It's so cool. You can see like the side of his mouth through his mask because it's broken. Ew. So good. You get more of that in number seven. You get a little bit out of six. It's so good. Ew. And then we have the classic, The Fly. Mm. Jeff Goldblum. It's a great film. Great film. (sighs) Maybe inspired by our film last week, Phenomena. Phenomena? Mm, (laughs) Oh, I'd watch that. Just Jeff Goldblum as the fly guiding Jennifer Connelly from crimes. (laughs) Oh my God. I would hide over that. I'd be down for that film. Wow. He he would play the shit out of it. Yeah, he would. (laughs) Oh my God. Jeff Goldblum. He's making the noises. He's not thinking. Oh, absolutely. All his little hand gestures and all sort of like. Oh, my James God. James and I are obsessed with that Disney Plus show, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. It is Oh, I haven't fantastic. watched it yet. Is it good? I mean, Jeff Goldblum is just a national is, treasure. Highly he is recommend. engaging. For he sure. Is. In England, we don't get Disney Plus for another month still. Uh, well, you can come back to the United States and watch it. How about them? Mm, Apples. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Do it. Let's see. Demons 2. Hmm. Yeah, these are these are Italian horror movies. They're a lot of fun, like rock and roll crazy. First one's set in the cinema. Second one's in cinema. I'm trying to remember. The Dario Argento adjacent, as in they're made by friends of his. Mm. Uh, Goblin does the music for these. So if you enjoy nice. that soundtrack, yes. Oh boy. Shannon is in. I'm in. I'm in. This is another set of films that I've never seen that I know that there are quite a few of, which is Critters. You've never seen Critters? Uh-uh. Oh, wait. They're set in Kansas. That's the only thing that I know about them, and that's because of you. You told me yeah. that it was set in Kansas. Yeah, we'll definitely cover Critters at some point. They actually just brought out like two new ones. They did this sort of mini series, I think it was, for Shudder, which are very short. And then they did an actual new movie at the same time, which was kind of weird. I know um, that they look like only from covers of things. I always wanted to be more fun than they are. But Leonardo DiCaprio, his first role, I think, in the third one. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Can I just the fun, be the, the uh, accuracy monitor for this when we yes. do this? That's what like, you'd have to represent. It's like Ali had yes, to do Texas. Kansas confirmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, nope, that is confirmed. not Kansas. <laughs> then we have April Fool's Day. I remember that. Love this movie. We all covered it, guys. Too. We, we did, did it. This movie is Shannon approved. <laughs> no spoilers for the ending. I will but not. Yes, great film. That is Shannon great approved. Film. Great film. 
I, I liked it. I like. I think if we went back to that episode, you'd be like, I hate this fucking movie. <laughs> I feel like as we distance ourselves, you're gradually like the, the rose-tinted glasses come No, on. this one was in my top... Whenever we had to go back, it was in my top three and not in the way... Because I think Bloody Valentine, whenever we did this one for the Versus, was also in my tops. But because I recognize that it's doing what it's supposed to do, right? April Fool's Day was in my tops, not because... I recognize that it's doing what it's supposed to do. Or it's a good film for all. The, but like, I liked it. It ends with a rock song. It does. <laughs> like a rock song or like a pop rock song. Though. Yeah. Dancing. Fun. I thought anyway. it was clever. And then last but not least, already aforementioned aliens. There you go. So you see what I'm saying? Like the one, like we've already done, you know, the Jason movie. We've mm-hmm. already done the Texas movie. We've already done that April Fool's Day. I chose not to do Slaughter High. And yes, I chose not to do Killer Workout this, this week. A it was tricky. Side. That name alone. There is like some, uh, I think, I think like Slaughterhouse came out. Was that what it was called? I think there was like one other, but like, this is a problem, guys. At the beginning of the 80s, there are so many slasher movies and there's a lot to pick from. And again, with this series, we're certainly not doing the best of the best. Like those normally are contained in the franchises or in ones we've already done from remakes or whatever. But we're really now down to the like, okay, let's pick the one that's so bad it's good because yes. <laughs> it's hard to, some of these years it's difficult. It really is. And Chopping Mall, well, let's get to it because it is a slasher movie as well as not being a slasher movie because, yes, robots. <laughs> but it definitely started as a slash film. Directed by Jim Winorski. This guy, let me tell you, yeah. prolific, doesn't even come close. He's directed about 103 movies. Holy shnikes. <laughs> do you want to hear some of these titles? Yes, I do. He did Sorority House Massacre too. Of course. He did Ghoulies 4. Of course, why not? He did a whole bunch of body chemistry films, including yes. four, Full Exposure. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Oh, I bet there's a lot of tits in that. He did a bunch of those knockoff movies like The Bear Wench Project. Oh, jeez. Oh, yes. oh, are, are those porns or are they actual, are they non-porns? <sighs> sort of. I have seen that one, actually, because when I was really into Blair Witch, I watched every, like The Blair Thumb, The Bear Wench. It's fine. We all know you watch porn now. Don't. Right. It's well, I guess that's the question. I don't is like it... narrative in my oh, poem. Oh, I so. thought this was a sequel <laughs> to Blair Witch. I don't. Right. I don't know. Where's that wenchy? Maybe we should keep uh, watching did... it and see if. Busty. He did Busty Cops too. So porn. <laughs> he did House on Huda Hill. Porn. So porn. <laughs> Here's a good little uh, knockoff of a big budget movie. He did Cleavage Field. Porn. As in that's Cloverfield. Right, Cloverfield. Yeah. Oh, great! I love it. <laughs> I mean, yes. does it uh, have we, you seen it? Does it also have really shaky cameras? I have not seen it. I'm it's sure like it does found so, footage no, porn. <laughs> I found a footage porn. Yeah. Shaky footage of tits. That's just all it is. That'd be amazing. All you have to do is look at the posters of some of these on IMDb. It's quite incredible. We nearly covered one of his films, Katie, when you and Ali were complaining and we got to Piranha with the remakes. Oh, you guys no. Went, Why didn't we do Piranha Conda? It was his movie. Nice. Wow. He also did a movie called Shark Babes. Ooh. And my personal favorite, Scared Topless. Oh, See, I love okay. it. Okay, but this is I what's crazy. Because now I'm looking at this guy, right? And mm-hmm. not only does he do all of these, like, sexploitation films from their titles, he also does these, like, doggy films. A doggone adventure. A doggone Hollywood. A doggone Christmas. I mean, the fuck. He likes two things. He likes canines and boobs. Yeah, but this is also when you go to Blockbuster, dad can get something for the kids and then something for dad. 
Right. And, listen, and he can be capitalizing off of both. Yep. And not what only was he a director on these doggone, he is the writer. <laughs> I love I mean, it. I mean, amazing. He has two very conflicting (laughs) things that he loves. Well, I have mixed feelings about this dude. So I listened to some uh, interviews with him. I've seen him in interviews. He seems very polite uh, when talking now about the times back then. But then I've also yeah read up some of the stuff, which we'll get to in a second, which sounds a little bit weird. How did and then you- unfortunately, he does have the kind of, you look at his IMDb picture now and you're like, yep, he looks like the kind of guy who would just make a load of dirty movies. A hundred percent. I mean, how did you leave out, where, where, where was it? Indiana Jones. 103. <laughs> Alabama Jones and the Busty Crusade. I mean, I'm just <laughs> scrolling through this guy's IMDb and the titles alone are amazing. It's pretty great. I think great. the uh, digital video format has been kind to him's career. Yes. that The Breastford um. Wives. <laughs> It's so many boob puns. I'm so... I can't decide if I love this man or hate this man. So I'm sure you'll tell me more information about this man that will clarify that. What, do you think his like bedside table is just full of these? He wakes up in the middle yeah. of the night and he's like, oh, that was a good one. That's he literally just, like, what I was about down. to say. It's like when you're told like you wake up, you got to write it down. Yeah. That's all his, yeah. his Breastford fucking notes wives. on his phone He's now. like, classic. I'm going to make a million dollars off that. I mean, he currently films in production. It's currently listed as special thanks on Franken Pimp's Revenge, the Romeo and Juliet Massacre. And you know what? As a classically trained actress who has spent a lot of time studying and performing Shakespeare, I think that's going to be a classic. <laughs> I just love the fact we think that we think we live in enlightened times and <laughs> these sort of films are behind us, but no, still, still, Guys, it's out. currently filming, and I'm just upset that I didn't get an audition. You should really talk to your manager about this. Yeah, sure we can sort that out. I am Juliet, guys. I am. Don't forget though, the boobs are extra. Oh, that d- tits are 100 percent extra. I think it's um, like a given on his sets. Like mm. you're taking your top off. Yeah. 100%. Well, let's get to it. Written by Jim Winorski and Steve Mitchell, who is his writing partner, who I believe he was actually inking comic books at the time uh, for like DC and Marvel or EC comics or something. He wrote a few episodes of Transformers, G.I. Joe, Gem, and he's still writing to this day. DP'd by Tom Richmond. As always, it's kind of the DP who's above, like, who's, well, hitting, I guess, below their grade. Uh, he would go on to do Killing Zoe. Oh, that's a good uh, one. Which is a cool movie. He did Waking the Dead, which is actually uh, uh, Billy Crudup and Jennifer Connelly. He's one of my favorite films in the early noughties. I really like that movie. Yeah. He did Right at Your Door, which is an excellent horror film that most people don't know about. People should check that out. It's a good title. And he also DP'd Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Oh, nice. Oh. That's definitely the biggest thing that he's done. Music Chuck Serino. This is the dude who did music for The Return of Swamp Thing. He would work with this director a lot, doing Sorority House Massacre 2, Goodly's 4. And my favorite title from his credits, he did music for Lady Chatterley's Daughter. <laughs> what? Starring Kelly Marooney as Alison Parks. This lady, we know her from a film that Katie just mentioned, Night of the Comet. Oh, no, you didn't. You did Night of the Creeps today. Uh, we did Night of Comet that time. Yeah, Night of the Comet, great mall film. If you want to see a film set in the mall that's incredibly 80s, that has the kind of vibe Chopping Mall has, but done a lot better, watch Night of the Comet. Agreed. But it's not a slasher movie. It is good. But really fun movie. She's also in Fast Times at Richmond High. Ah. Believe it. Believe it. We're going to be calling her Final Girl. And she is from 
Minneapolis. I think we should hey, call her uh, James would be Feather happy. Hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah that amazing. hair is intense. Also starring Tony Odell as Ferdy Meisel. He's in The Karate Kid and The Karate Kid Part 2 and Cobra Kai. Nice. What? He, Cobra Kai! We're going to be referring to him lovingly as Glasses. Because that's his differentiating factor that they decided was enough for his character. Because he has well, nothing else. You can't be a nerd until you put glasses on. Yeah, and he never takes them off and does a big transformation. Nope. They try at the beginning. Hang on. Also starring Russell Todd. Oh boy, he's Russell back. Handsome Todd. himself. That's Rick Stanton. Yeah. We of course know him from Friday the 13th, part two, where he was a nuisance with that goddamn slingshot and cute girl's butts. What a dick. Can we just call him Good Butt? <laughs> he yeah. was also in that movie Where the Boys Are and he did a whole bunch of The Bold and the Beautiful he stopped yeah, he in uh, 2004 yeah, he did. and uh, we've encouraged people before on our Friday one but people should go and check out his IMDB because he is a silver fox and it kind of looks yes, like they, I mean they haven't but it looks like they've like photoshopped his head on someone else's body it's so <laughs> weird like it just looks so strange after a certain age um, though that's just what it looks like if you work out so much it's like yeah. that's not your body <laughs> And it's kind of great. There are some 80s movies where he's the front cover. I think Where the Boys Are is one of them. It's just like a bunch of girls holding him up like a trophy. Amazing. <laughs> really I'm into it. Into it. We've got Carrie Emerson as Linda Stanton, his wife. She stopped just after this film, basically. We're just going to be calling her Brunette because she has nothing else going for well, her. She, shows she knows on. how she can to do fix cars. a car. Yeah, and then it never comes back. You're like, oh, no. okay, so she's going to fix. She's going to do something with the robot. Nope. No. Nothing. No. Maybe she quit acting because there was nowhere to go but down after getting to make out with <laughs> That's Russell true. Todd. For That's probably that exactly fun. it. So she's like, this is my Russell. pinnacle. I've peaked. Yep. yep. Russell Todd. I mean, what a name. Yep, what it a is. double first name. Two full first names. You're going to be Boy. hot. Mr. Todd. <laughs> Barbara Crampton, the legend, as Susie Lynn. Of course, we know her from You're Next. We know her from Reanimator, from Beyond. Body Double. She was recently in Beyond the Gate. She was in 110 episodes of The Young and the Restless. She was in 145 episodes of The Bold and Beautiful. Yes. 80 episodes of Days of Our Lives. And she's a real genre like stalwart and yep. is very supportive in, in, in the conventions. We got to meet her at, was it Fright Fest? Yeah, she was in a movie there and she, she was, was staying in the same we, hotel as us. Yeah, when we saw Beyond the Gate, she was, oh no, it was at Fantastic yeah. Fest. No, no, no. We saw her at, uh, at Profess. We were in the hotel just near where I am right now. And I was sitting downstairs waiting for you to uh, come out. And she came down and actually like, looked straight at me and acted like she knew me. And it was weird. And oh. she came over to like talk. And then she did that thing where she walks right past me and is talking to the person behind. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> goodness I didn't acknowledge. <laughs> We've also got Nick Siegel as Greg Williams. He stopped in 1989. He did do a film called School Spirit. Which I'm just calling him the funny guy in this, even though he's not funny, but I don't really know. I think that's what they're going for originally. Like you can call him the Canadian guy who's trying to not be Canadian. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, I do have to read out this synopsis. He was in a film called School Spirit, and the synopsis for this movie is pretty fucking fantastic. A horny student killed in a car crash becomes a ghost <laughs> who can make himself invisible or corporal at will. With the help of his perverted ghost guide, Old Uncle Pinky, he goes on sexcapades, takes on the principal, and finds true love. Oh my god. That's amazing. Honestly. And this guy's the honestly, lead? 
No, no. Oh, he's that's just the in funny it. Guy. Oh, he's a lead. No, he's no, he's not the lead in this movie, but he's in this movie. Who's the lead? Um, Do you know? I don't know. Oh don't my know. gosh. Only in the fucking eighties could you make a movie like that. So Absolutely it's like insane. Casper, but horny. Yes. I mean, listen, Casper Basically. was already a little horny. I love that he movie. He was. Tra- yeah. I just like the help of like with the help of his perverted ghost guide, old Uncle Pinky. He goes on sex capades. Yes. <laughs> My God. Can you imagine that movie getting made now? John Torelski as Mike Brennan. He's still acting and is directing, including uh, he did an episode of or a couple episodes of Agents of Shield. Ah. And I'm just going to call him Nate because he reminds me of R.I.P. Oh, our yeah. podcast co-host mm. Nate Hertz. Rest in peace, Nate. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Susie Slater as Leslie Todd, but she's not not that Todd. Stopped in 1993. She's from Kansas. Woohoo! Hey, she, she got herself what what looks like some very fake boobs, but I don't think they are. I don't know. It's very weird. Oh, um, she is. She's our Barbie for this film, basically. Yeah. yeah. We also have Dick Miller as Walter Paisley. He is the janitor. He's only in one scene, but everybody knows his face. Surely. He's in The Terminator, he's in Gremlins, The Burbs, The Howling, The Little Shop of Horrors. He was a friend of Roger Corman's and he apparently is playing the same character here as in a 1959 movie, A Bucket of Blood. Hmm. Interesting. Janitor. Does he also try to clean the floor in that with strawberry milkshake? Right. <laughs> we also get a cameo here from Angus Scrim himself from Phantasm, the tall man. He is Dr. Carrington. And Jim Winorski, the writer, director... Water is the voice of all of the killbots. <laughs> nice. Budgeted at six hundred and fifty thousand dollars without inflation, or eight hundred thousand if you trust IMDb. I heard six hundred fifty thousand in an interview. Eight hundred thousand what time would be? I don't know. Somewhere around that. It made something like two million dollars, so it did okay, but it did really well when it came to video. So it's not early in the nineteen eighty. Vestron come to Roger Corman and his wife, and they wanted them to do a film about a killer in a mall. So, yeah, the the producer, so his wife had her own company and she basically took over this production and she came to Jim and asked him for any ideas. He had only done one feature film before. Now, there are two slightly different versions of the story, the director's story and then the writer's story who wrote it with Jim. Jim says he didn't want to do a slasher and he said it straight away. Like, there'd already been Phantom of the Mall and some others and he wanted to do something a little different, a little more interesting. The writer says that they actually created the outline with the slasher in mind, which when you watch this film makes a lot more sense. <laughs> But he's like, yeah, we actually already had it sort of mapped out. And then he decided, you know what, I don't want to do this. And had the idea of why not security robots going haywire. And they had a green light for this picture within three or four days of just submitting the outline. (laughs) And they were just like, yep, let's get going. Oh, the 80s. I mean, Roger Corman, the way they did movies back then was very different. Right. Very different. Honestly, an exciting time to be making movies. Yeah, and Jim tries to work in as much comedy as possible. Like, uh, he is like, yeah, he likes putting comedy into his films, so he definitely pushed a bunch in. Obviously, some of it's intentional and some might not be. It's hard to tell when, right. in retrospect. Yeah, and so then he got to casting, and they actually um, originally cast someone called Dana Kimmel, who was going to be the lead because of her strength of her performance on Lone Wolf McQuaid. Mm. Which I'm not familiar with either of these things. Then he ended up casting Kelly Maroney. He said, I'd seen Kelly in a couple of things and I wanted to date her. So I figured ah. the one way to make that happen was to put her in a movie. Not creepy at all. Wow. Which then the writer said, basically, they already had uh, Dana Kimmel in the role, but Dana did not want to do anything sexual. 
So Steve Mitchell says Jim took her out and replaced her with Kelly, who was pretty much game for anything. Yeah, Kelly. Well, all right. Now, you can read that as in she didn't want to do any sexual in the movie and they wanted an actress who was fine doing whatever in the role. This character does not get naked or sexy in this movie. Yeah, the most she like makes out a little bit, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm presuming when he says she wouldn't do anything sexual, they're meaning just outside. Yeah. Yeah. Outside the filming schedule. That's fucked up. That is so fucked up. Yes. So it was when I read this stuff and again, that exact quote from Jim of like, yeah, I wanted to date her. So I figured the best way was to put a movie. It's like, I'm sure there have been many people who have thought that stuff. You don't say that right? out yeah. loud. You should have like, if interviews. you were like, I was looking for a character that was evoking mm. that I would want to date her vibe. Yeah. Yep. Like phrase it differently, yep. bro. Right. So that, that was when I went from like, oh my God, this man and all the films he's made is quite a legend wow. to, oh, okay. I can imagine how all these shoots go even now, like 30 years later. Yeah. Disgusting. <clears throat> Women beware. Anyway. Protect yourselves you when auditioning for creeps. I mean, to be fair, also be smart enough. Like if you're going for a role in Scared Topless, you know what you're doing. No, <laughs> that's not, that is not always the case maybe it was in this day and age and whatever but like things are still like i have been on plenty of short film or indie low budget feature films where i am auditioning and i feel like this male director is just like sending me vibes and it gets weird and it gets uncomfortable and you can oftentimes tell in the script one where he in the stage directions he wrote about how luscious her breasts were in like a bra so there was no actual nudity it was partial nudity because there's like a sexy but because he went to the elaborate stage directions of describing like the lusciousness of her body I was like you are a creeper and it was one of the worst auditions I've ever had in my life because I had to read with him for it and it was disgusting. Always beware of male directors that are also starring in the projects as well. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's the best. Was it called Scared Topless? It was not called Scared Topless. And this was also an older director. I mean, he was probably like, I don't know, maybe 40s, 50s. Been around the block a bit. Ugh. Just to be clear, I'm not. I'm not trying to callously say let people do this stuff. And I'm just saying, if you are going for a role in a film called Scared Topless nowadays, you can Google these directors and find these stories and quotes and know what you're getting yourself into, and choose not to get involved with that production. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes, a hundred percent. Do your research and be smart. Basically, yeah. I'm not not condoning that these people exist, but I'm saying no matter what happens, these people will still exist and try and do productions. So yes, be smart. Yeah. There were some other scenes we're in for the film which didn't get in. There's one about sneaking a horse into the mall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Roger Corman didn't want to didn't want to deal with the problems that that would cause. Uh, they filmed it in Sherman poop. Oaks Galleria. He didn't want to deal with poop. <clears throat> Let's be clear. Oh, it is the Galleria Mall, Shannon. Yes, Sherman Oaks Galleria. She this is where First Times was filmed. Well, I said it was the um, Beverly Center because of the oh, outdoor escalator shot. Galleria. No. Well, it was written for the Beverly Central Shopping Center at the yes! time. Um, and yes, the externals are indeed of that place, but oh. it was too expensive to film inside it, so they just kind of stole those shots for well outside. Well done. That's it. I'm done. Pretty I'm a genius. Inside. I did it. 
She knows <laughs> you know, LA TGA landmarks. Yep, 100%. 100%. It was shot in 22 days. All right. <laughs> oh, God. 22 days. Let's get into it. We open on a demonstration from a, a film of like a crook. And oh, by goodness, is he a crook if he ever there was so one. crooky. Stealing some jewels from a shop and he gets apprehended by, well, I'm just going to call Killbots because, yes, the original version of this movie, well, it was originally called an acronym of Robot. Then it was turned to Killbot. And we'll get to why it was turned to Chopper Mall at the end of this film. Apprehended by a Killbot, which looks very short circuit. But we yes. should point out this movie came out like, what, nine to ten months before short circuit? It was in the same year. But oh, interesting. Like this. And there weren't many, you know, it's not in those days we had leaked photos. I don't even know if you would have seen a year before, hey, production started in the short circuit and here's what the design of the robots are. This was actually based on, there was like a type of robot that was out in shops at the time mm. and he had those little treadmills and they based it on that. So I, pre- I can only presume short circuit did a similar, yeah, probably. similar thing. And if people haven't seen short circuit, yeah, do go check it out. And if you don't know what that robot looks like, just think of Wally. That's ripped and Wally. 100% from short circuit. Yep. Anyway, he shoots the old kill bot clearly and this is going to be one of my biggest notes in the movie clearly showing bullets don't work right. on right? these robots oh my god <laughs> russell todd you're so pretty yep not so smart not so, not smart. so smart and for some reason these robots have these weird little dinosaur pincers yeah <laughs> four of them <laughs> and they do dances yet they're very destructive <laughs> Like they look oh, like they very... should just be those claws that help you like reach yes, things from the top that's shelf. That's all it is. <laughs> they, they're like so mundane and how they open and close, <laughs> but yet <laughs> it's like <laughs> enough to slit a throat. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's bits where they just cut when they're like reaching towards someone. Yeah. Like, what happened? To, well, after we cut, yeah. they stroked them. Like, what's going on? 100%. Cut? Poke I them. rubbed you with my plastic hand. <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb. Shannon and say out of everything we've covered in the remake series, the Conjuring series, and this series so far, this is the least scared you've been. This is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but this is what I have been waiting for in all of these series. Is. Whenever you originally signed me up for the Slasher versus series, this is what my expectations were. <laughs> This is what I wanted. And, and then finally, you got my bloody Valentine. <laughs> right. And then I got all the scary bullshit that I was not prepared for. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. Robots in a mall, like hilariously Have killing a nice teens. Day. <laughs> Well, I'm glad at least you're validating me choosing this and not kill it workout. Oh, um, I validate a hundred percent. This is it. <laughs> All right. I did not expect and that. A ch- um, and it's a pun. The title is a pun. I love it. <laughs> what could be? I mean, it nearly was, but yeah, we'll I get know. to how that happened. So it takes out this damn crook with some tasering thing. What do you call those things when you shoot? Is it yeah, type it's of a tasering? Yeah, it's a taser. Yeah, just a different type. So this is a demonstration video from a company called Securetronics. Yeah. Yes. I don't really know what's going on here. They're screening this to prospective buyers or mall store owners. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Especially because like these audience members that are goddamn ridiculous don't ever come back. <laughs> no. So- no. Well, they were going to be the ones, I believe, smuggling the horse. Because Okay, so we're at the mall. 
And we got, yeah, Paul Bartle as Paul Bland and Mary Warrenov as Mary Bland doing this sort of commentary. Apparently, people know them from stuff. They're actually like known from some films in the era in the 80s and they will demand and they didn't even say the script lines they just made up stuff and everyone thought it was hilarious i personally don't find it funny no no they're like the annoying kids in class who won't shut the fuck up and you're like you're not even being funny and you're just distracting everyone right well and especially because like now in our 2020 lens they take on some very offensive connotations so it's more like you're not watching it and thinking this is funny. You're watching and be like, oh god, the '80s were a terrible time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then they're like not a believable married couple either. Yeah, not at all. No, he looks like a professor, and she looks like his sort of sexy assistant. Yeah. Basically, yeah. it's so weird. Doctor Stan Simon comes out with two lovely ladies dressed in huge like robes. Right. It's, it's so weird. One of them's all glittering to show off the three killbots, which are called Protector One Hundred Ones. And yeah, these two are given their running commentary, including lines like, I don't know, the one in the middle has an unpleasant ethnic quality. It's so, oh, yeah, exactly. And now Which to I know think, they're joking, but... Well, right, but now to think well, that, like, they ad-libbed and made that up? Yeah. <laughs> well, and especially when the robots have, like, the eye sort of setup that they do have, then it's like, oh, if they just looked typical... Then it's like, and mm-hmm. then they made that comment, it's less harmful. But then when they actually have, you know, qualities. Yeah, it, look, it looks like the front of Kit. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like Knight Rider mm-hmm. car. It's it's very strange. And my immediate thing is like, why aren't you making these three robots look different? Like right. why just give yeah. each one a different color visor or just yeah. something? Because a big problem with this movie is you never know what's going on with the three well, robots. Well, they have numbers on the side same. of them, but they're very That's, subtle. Yeah. Oh, when, so and yeah, and to be clear, they obviously didn't make three working robots. They had, I think, five robots. Only one was the hero robot that could actually function. And then they had like one or two, which you could pull on strings, essentially. Gotcha. That makes yeah. a lot so of it's sense. So basically for just one robot. Called for a whole movement. <laughs> yeah. So they stipulate in this scene that protectors do not kill intruders. They contain them on a the roof, apparently, which we never get up there. We never see this thing. You're waiting for that to happen and find everyone just trapped. Or There's like a big nope. cage up there. They have sleep darts, and then they've kitted out a whole mall with security doors that close from midnight until dawn, which is a fucking terrifying show. Yeah, it's like also if these aren't enough, <laughs> they just show these metal shutters. Just yeah, wouldn't the doors just be enough? Yeah, you think so. if you had somebody breaking in, just be like, and then we lock them in. Yeah. Yep. But no, nope. apparently not enough. And they also have lasers, apparently, which Amazing. they don't demonstrate. But he just sort of throws out, yeah, these can cut through any debris. Right. No one questions that either. Where they're like, aren't lasers dangerous to humans? Like, well, he's very clear that they do not kill. They do not. No, just debris. They just put you to sleep. The whole foolproof system of I wave my ID in front of its face and it recognized it this one time. Right. Yeah, I love the different people standing up. Who just like the worst acting. Oh my god, it's so great. "Um, I have a question. And this scene is very Robocop, but Robocop didn't come out until 1987. So if we want to give this film credit, it inspired Short Circuit and Robocop. hundred percent. just like the beginning. I had to look it up. I was like, when did Robocop come out? This is a precursor to Robocop. Insane. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. It really is. It's a very similar setup. Albeit, but then the thing is you're waiting for the Robocop. Like Tom's watching this one with me as well. He's back. And he was like, yeah, these robots are going to kill everyone. I was like, but they can't. And if they kill everyone, then... They're not going to be installed in the facility. Like they yeah. have to be trusted first. Mm-hmm. Let me be clear. I have seen this movie before, but only I think once with UKD years ago. Yeah, that's it. 
Yeah, and then we cut to a man in a control center. Yeah. Which we know he's a science boy because he's wearing a white coat. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. I thought someone like on set just at last second is like, wait, doesn't look sciencey enough. Right. Give <laughs> so him the lab coat to sit at this computer. <laughs> and he really like, we're going to come back to him later. He really feels like, fuck, I've got, what's the guy from West Wing who's in Cabin in the Woods? Bradley Whitford. Oh, okay, yes. Oh, I forgot yeah. Bradley Whitford was in Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, and in Cabin in the Woods, he's literally playing this role. He's the guy in the lab oh, coat, that's like right. who's he in the is. behind You're the totally scenes. Right. Watching like at the big desk that looks just like this, and yep. it's really funny. You yep. should totally watch his Bradley new Whitford. show. I'm sure you'd love it, Al. <laughs> it's all about him being in a Oh yeah, he's, like, he's a choir coach or something. A choir coach. It's ridiculous. I was like, what are you doing, bud? What are you doing? Listen, sometimes you need a paycheck. Get it, Bradley Whitford. You get that money. How, what has he done with all his money? Well, listen, don't judge the man. Bradley, you make all the money you want. You take on all the projects. You know, Bradley, this is a, stop making this is shows he, for my mother and make shows for me. That's yes, all I'm saying. Yes, but if he makes shows for your mother, then he gets paid and then no. he can do more of like the fun movies that he likes to do. He was also in Get Out. He made one of the best shows of all time, Studio 60, and none of you fuckers watched it. Like, America, yeah. wise up. Studio I get it. You all love 30 show. Rock, but also Studio 60. Fucking yep. incredible. So because good. of 30 Rock, it died. Yep. Very sad. Anyway, <sighs> Dr. Stan, what's his name? Simon, says, absolutely nothing can go wrong. Cue jazzy synth music yes. and chopping mall titles. Yes. At this point, I am very happy with the choices being made. <laughs> also, Shannon has a burger in her lap while she's watching this, so she's pretty 100%. happy. 100. It was nice. the best. <laughs> I feel disconcerted seeing Shannon this happy in one of our podcasts. I feel like I didn't do my job right, basically. Well, we get a montage of the mall. People getting kissy kissy, commerce, fast food, video games, skateboarding, beauty pageants, girls in bikinis. Yep. Guys, this is what the 80s was like. Yep. If you weren't alive for them, this was it. Every day. Mm -hmm. Just a fantastic party of capitalism. This is my notes. <coughs> I'm here for this montage! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. And then I love the women in bikinis for no apparent reason that all have sashes on that say, take the kids. Have a ball. The future is now at the Park Plaza Mall. <laughs> Amazing. More I love money. it love so it. much. And I'm not <laughs> sure how this guy somehow falls down while he's on an escalator. Like, yeah. he's so blown away by their hotness that he seemingly falls over. And I don't know how because he's not moving, supposedly. Yeah. Well, me and Tom turned to each other and like, what is it about very attractive, like, 80s, like, model women where because of their hair and their makeup, they look still like their 40-year-old moms at the same yeah. time as looking like beautiful young women. Yeah. <laughs> it's so strange. Yeah, it is. It's intense. It's got, and you know what? I feel like it's the same now, though, with, like, the teens that are wearing, like, the full contour, like, heavy eyebrow, heavy, like, Kim Kardashian makeup, right? Yeah. I feel the same about them, whereas I look at them and I'm like, I can't tell if you are 50 or 15, girl. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and then, uh, like, I this love, should yeah, just like be an ad for why malls are better than Amazon. Like, can't get I this know. on Amazon. <laughs> but at the 100%. same time, it's like... I don't remember malls being this cool. And it's like, yeah, yeah. They as someone that worked in a mall for like five years, uh, I can tell you they are not. No, they're not. <laughs> Did you work in a mall in the 80s? 
This no. is what it was like, Shannon. I worked in a mall in yeah, the early 2000s. Arcades. This kid playing a video game and then like his dad pushes him off of it and then some other guy pushes him off of it. Yeah. I was so excited. I love it. I was like, this is what would James Haggy would have become if he wasn't socialized. <laughs> <laughs> so we started to introduce our lead characters. We're at a pizza place where we meet two of our leads. Um, we've got yeah, final girl and we've got Barbara know, Crampton. Her best friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Barbara Crampton, who we're just going to call Barbara Crampton. Yeah, I think. yeah. you just like can't handle do? anything. <laughs> no, exactly. And this horrible chef oh manager my God, so who's disgusting. just like, oh, I don't like oh. him. He's smoking oh. He's his shirts all, all gross. Oh, it's so gross! It Nasty. is a code violation. They got some large guy who's eating who they just call the orca, and you're just like, all oh, right, if this terrible. is the way, this is the type of 80s humor I do not enjoy at all. Yeah. Like, if we're going to go into just disgusting, gross out humor yeah. for this and just fat shaming and all that stuff, then I'm like, I'm yeah. Into this film. Well, and then his um, only line is like, more butter, it. please. And it's like, you're at a pizza place. What are you putting right? butter on? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, to be stuff. fair, butter is delicious. But, like, bro. <laughs> but not on pizza. Ranch dressing. Yeah, but not on pizza. <laughs> I love how like butter on a pizza. Fuck no, mayonnaise. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who puts mayonnaise Ranch on a pizza? Dressing all Ranch on a pizza. But some Ranch. people like dip the crust in something. Yeah. I do. I totally Gar- I love garlic a good butter. Crust I would have understood. Yes. Gotta say garlic yes. butter. Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. Really, it's ridiculous. Like butter. You're a monster. Garlic butter. Oh yeah. Yeah. I literally well, just because guys, when I just somebody got says hungry. butter, please, I think of solidified butter. Whereas when you say yeah. garlic no, butter, it about. is liquid. Yeah. He's basically saying a lot. Yeah. Tom was very impressed. He was like, all the dialogue here is so phenomenally 80s. We're like, it's good times to the max. It- You've just got to chill. Would I set you up with a slime dog or something? No way, babe. It's so good. Yeah, what is their line about, babe? It's like they keep saying they have a it. weird in joke that we're not in on. No. Yeah. And they only do it in this first like third of the film. After that, it goes away. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. There are no ideas in the writing in this first third that come back later. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. is just sort of made up. So I think they're having a party. Like they don't. I mean, we know that they are eventually, but this scene doesn't set it up very well. No. Yeah. It's a very sort of blase, like, you know, we go into this thing. And our final goal is, of course, the more sort of unsure of everything, hesitant. Virgin. Um, virgin. She Touched is for a virgin. the very first time. You're welcome. By a robot prong. Yeah. <laughs> a huge electrical storm blows into LA now, friends. Oh my god, yeah. Doesn't happen often. No. <laughs> doesn't happen often. I can't often. remember the last like time. Ever. Yeah. I know I've seen lightning here a few times, but like very rarely. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. And what's even more funny is that this is the the fucking same as short circuit. <laughs> yes, like- it is. This was the 80s, but it's also the same with Jason lives like this year. I mean, this is just the 80s answer to like, how do we bring something to life with Frankenstein? It. Yeah, 100%. And that's the only option. Yep. Science man on duty who, yeah, looks like West Wing boy. He's in the control room reading porn because, of course, that's all men do. Yeah. As we've learned from these movies, security guards can only read porn. Anything else is too Well, boring. I also love that he is he's looking through like a manual to see what's going on since everything just short circuited. And then instead, he just like starts re- what, like looking at porn. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, that'll look too complicated. Right? Boobs. Too much That's science. Not complicated. <laughs> I can mm-hmm. understand boobs. Yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. Boobs um, good. Science bad. Pornography must be <laughs> punished. <laughs> yes. 
And we get a fairly long scene. We're going to get a longer scene later. Oh, but yeah. Killbot getting him through the poor mag into the neck. I mean, at least they show it here. They're not always going to show these guys. Right. Um, well, because they look ridiculous. Because <laughs> it does. It looks like one of those plastic claw things that yep. you get stuff down from the top shelf with, right? Just like gently closing on his yep. neck. <laughs> They were so pleased with this robot. They really were. Oh like, using them in the interviews and the making of and stuff. They're so happy. Well, obviously. I don't know why they're like, let's make it so that it slits his throat whenever the hands go together. And not like, let's make it choke him to death or something, right? Because, yeah. like, there's nothing on his hands, on the robot's hands that indicate that it could slit something so easily. And at least if you're choking him, then, like the actor can try and sell it. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. Ugh. I mean, we're going to get into later. These robots apparently have fucking plastic explosives on them. Mm. <laughs> which is not in the demonstration at the beginning. Oh, it's amazing. It's a, The design of these robots is a mystery. But, I mean, yeah, must have been fun, yeah. I guess. So we're introduced to two, uh, sorry, three of the four guys. They're working in a carpet store, I guess. A furniture um, store. Right, yeah. But how could you okay. possibly tell these three men apart? Because they're all white blonde with mm-hmm. the same like feathered hairdo oh well, my god you've got one in glasses and then you've yep. got the one who's chewing gum that's how right. you differentiate yep. and he doesn't and they made a point of there's no scene where he's not chewing gum oh my god. that was a rule for his character well it's the only way and to tell is, them apart he is insane he like is he is absolutely i mean again i say nate in a loving way because he does <laughs> but he is such a fucking like ridiculous sort of jock character and his hair and chin are just phenomenal yeah. yep i mean listen as we will find out later most things about his body are phenomenal i ain't mad at it <laughs> i ain't mad at it at all thank you but he's crazy <laughs> he is an obno- he is insanely obnoxious. He's so obnoxious. And I love when it, you know what a funny. No, it's a funny guy. He's <laughs> like the dorky guy. Like glasses has been left in charge, and he's trying to like be responsible. And then uh, the funny guy's like, "Fuck the future! It's Friday." Yeah, right? like, that is a t-shirt. <laughs> that is a t-shirt. If Allie um, was on this outside- podcast, she would be making these t-shirts for us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, she would be. She watched this movie with you guys, didn't she? She, she did. did. There you go. She came in. Yeah, outside we get a couple who I presumed the first time I watched this movie were just going to be like, all right, here we're going to set up like an outsider couple. But no, these are friends coming to the mall to go to this after hours party who they're married. They're both models. Yep. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) But no, they run a fucking automobile service. Auto mechanics company. But he can't even fix the engine. So she has to do it for him. Yeah. And again, Um, this information does never come full circle. Yeah, nope. think it would never useful. It's like, yeah, if we got someone who's a mechanic, then cool, she can do some cool shit. No, nope, nope. nope. They sunk all their wedding money into the business, and so they need to have some fun. But he's protesting. But hey, she's already taken off her bra. I think this yeah, couple, for the record, is not married. It's no, no. <laughs> they might have just gotten engaged. Like they should have pushed. Yeah, it was weird this whole time. I was like, this is not a married couple. And not just because no, I'm like, not. oh, married couples don't have sex. It's just these people were not acting at all like that. They were well, acting like married couple behave- have other people to have sex. They don't go for a party at a fucking furniture yeah. store to have sex in the same room as their friends. Right? Like, yeah. They don't need that. Like if I get this as a teenager's hanging out at the mall, you got no place else to go. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. But as a married couple with a business, yeah, 
It was weird. <laughs> to be that excited to have sex in a room with your friends when it's, it's not like so because weird. of that. Yeah. So weird. It's so weird. Because we're yeah. going to see and later just- too, like their bedroom talk before they're about to have sex in front of their friends is also very creepy. I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah, their whole thing is strange. And as usual, all men, uh, particularly in the 80s, are horn dogs. So he's like, I don't want to do it. And then she shows him his bra and he's like, all right, revs up the car. Yes. Let's like, go have public but sex. But presumably that's a bra he's seen uh, many times mm-hmm. before. Right. Exactly. Yeah. James I think you're shows underestimating me his just penis what a repeatedly as we are doing these podcasts. Repeatedly. Never once am I like... Oh yeah, let me drop everything and let right. I've seen it. But, uh, I've seen Shannon, it. You're you're a you're a female. You can control it's your emotions. Men are just uncontrollable horn beasts. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's exactly no way. It. If you see a bra. If you threw a bra right now at <laughs> James, no one knows what would happen. Any anything. That's true. Yeah, he's, That's true. He he'll is, go anywhere you want. He cannot resist my bras. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's not confused right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we get introduced to the fourth and final woman. She's working in a clothes store. She is by far the worst actor here. Oh, yeah. She's cool. amazing. Man. She's bad. I love that she's got that 80s, like, super shiny lipstick. It's yes. amazing. Like, love it makes it. you look like a, like a corpse, like a shiny yep. lip corpse. It's so weird. Yep. And again, she's representing the Midwest. Chewing gum Nate comes over and grabs her from behind. She's like, you horny bastard. Can't you wait? He says, no, I can't wait. Then her dad, Mr. Todd, turns up. Uh, Which is very weird that they gave a character in this the same name as the handsome man's actual surname. Well, but her dad was also in that meeting about Um, the robots so i feel like there is a part of this story that got lost (laughs) you think he wants to kill them no 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 no. i don't think he wants to kill them but i think when we were debating like who are they presenting these robots to maybe they are shop owners because in that scene it seems like she's working in her dad's shop or something like that or her dad works at the mall Right. As an executive of so some sort. Introducing this new security force to the people who are, who work in the world. Right. right. Yes. Um, I, I bet I disagree with you because he looks like he's going to murder both of yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then his judgment she's is like, extremely Daddy. lacking to like see what is happening between these two. It's very obvious what's about to go down and for him to be like, oh, I have to leave early. Can you lock up? I trust you. Oh, and, right. And he knows. No, he knows because yeah. the guy's like, no, I'll take care of him. He's like, I bet you will. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway barbara crampton is with allison our lead they're in the changing rooms a topless lady walks behind oh we here comes shannon Kira. yep with a shower i uh, listen i worked in a mall for five years never was there a changing room or a shower like this this is the anywhere. 80s damn it the fuck yeah but the same happening. mall that shannon worked at in 2000s is the mall that was there in the 80s and it's not right, like they exactly. put something else in the bathrooms or the showers right. like why do you need a shower after working retail what Only are you fucking doing this scene like, why? is the shower here just for this this is not at the mall no Look, it's a Roger Corman joint. We know we're going to need to see three pairs of boobs. These ones might be out of focus and in the background, but it counts. Yeah, that's true. Titties. Plus, we get another great 80s word, bodacious. Yes. It's a good one. So then they head to the furniture store for the party. Meanwhile, another science boy is coming to look at a previous science boy in the control center. 
for some reason, the killbots have decided. So here's here's let's follow this logic for a second. The killbots get struck by lightning. Yep. They become self-aware or malfunctioning. It's very hard to tell which. Because they're very different they're things. They're definitely like sentient. And that we're just gonna because kill otherwise, they would not have been able to do the timing that they're performing here, where they're anytime this guy turns around, they then pause or turn off or whatever, like hide yep. themselves. That's not malfunctioning. Which is like why. But why do they even do that stuff? Like, they play with a bunch of these people. And it's like, why? Why? You don't need to. And they tidied away the previous science boy's body. I know. At this point, I was like, I'll take two. Because, like, (laughs) they clean up after themselves. Like, that's incredible. It's really weird. But anyway. Because we could uh, get one for your house that's like, it cleans and it's your security system. Guys. Amazing. And we got a really long scene here like this is gratuitously yeah, yeah it's this so guy. long <laughs> and like building no suspense at all no it just feels long so, so again i love this film <laughs> <laughs> i mean i get you for this but this scene's just like come on right I just let's get going but anyway they do kill him it's not a great kill but if you're not entertained by that then maybe you're entertained but by the worst party of the decade which is kicking off in the furniture store yeah, we've got six couples, and then a pair that are setting up. They're dancing, they're kissing, they're groping butts. It's just one of the scenes like they didn't know what music they was going to no. be playing in this scene. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Feels so strange. It just it's just terrible. Yeah, and then they're trying to get glasses like all ready to meet Allison, and I love how they introduce him to her, and she turns around. Oh in my the chair god, the music! And then love music starts playing. <laughs> I just, I was like, can you imagine if this was real life? And like, when you did meet someone special, it's like, oh, but I didn't hear the music. So you're out. Yep. <laughs> you just keep wandering yep. around. And then until... they just stare at each other I know. for about a full minute. So awkward. <laughs> you're like, uh, how creepy would that be? Meanwhile, the killbots, they're now out and about. And one of them, this confuses the fuck out of me. One of them sees the furniture party, but doesn't seem to give a shit. Yep. He just keeps going. Like he rolls up outside and it's like, yeah all's in order and then it just continues it's like why i kind of took it as like oh things are amiss but i'm gonna come like regroup and come back or something i don't know Well, and i wonder too if there's something to because they're inside the store so maybe there's some sort of like programming of like oh they're working late they're in the store like they aren't roaming the mall things only start to go awry as people leave the store and right as long as you're inside so maybe it's, okay. it's something like that, that like they are patrolling, but it's not patrolling yet. I don't fucking know. Hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. Their intentions are all over the place in this movie. That's true. As robot intentions typically are, they cannot be trusted. That is valid. That AI is, valid. is coming you for look all at of that us. Roomba yeah, your Roomba is like, I'm going to fucking run over you in your sleep, yeah. Shannon. God damn it, Roomba. DJ Roomba, don't kill me. Yeah, so this is the shot where they're all like having sex. And I got to say, it's the most ambitious shot in the movie because we're going to start with the brunette married couple. Not married. In their underwear. Not married. Uh, getting kissy kissy. Then we're going to pull the camera like back and we're going to see about five feet away from them. There's the funny guy who's with Barbara Crampton. She tells He tells her that she smells like pepperoni. Oh, my God. So she I forgot to, uh, That's right. <laughs> so God. she decides to undress for the camera. Which is always very courteous when they let the audience see the boobs yeah. before yep. the guy in the scene see the boobs. Mm-hmm. Well, when she takes off like one lacy thing to right. 
reveal another lacy thing. So she's basically yeah. got two lace jumpsuits just on top of each other. I know. And I was like, ooh, can I pull that off? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I love that the music just stops for her little striptease. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like instead of putting on sexy music, it's like, no. You revel in this. And then right. as soon as she's finished, it's like, boom, 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 it's back again. Like, oh, okay, I've got my breath. Uh, and then we pan over again. And about five feet from them, there's Chewing Gum Boy, who's, I think, trying to go down on Barbie. Yeah, I think so. And she's like, <laughs> like you just- know I don't allow that. The fuck? You're like, what a fucking nightmare. Both Shannon and Allie were like, uh, no, that's step one of this whole yeah. process. A hundred percent. <laughs> A hundred. Teaching guys everywhere. Don't go down on women. They don't like it. <laughs> don't like important. it when you're chewing gum while you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I can take your valid. gum out. Maybe that's what she's <laughs> like, in the I 80s, don't allow. They didn't shave, like, people didn't shave in the 80s as much. So gum's Seriously, not that's gonna going to get stuck somewhere. Ugh. Nasty. That's why shaving began, everybody. <laughs> it's a public service announcement. Yep. Too many chewing gum. Yeah, very weird scene, and she's just terrible in it. And yeah, she and is. then we're gonna like pan over, and about five feet from them, we've got yeah. Allison and Glasses watching a crab monster film, which of course is a classic Roger Corman movie. Because why pay rights when you've got access to hundreds of films? Yep. And she asks him if he's trying to get her drunk. And he's like, no, no, no. And then she throws her cup behind her and it lands in the bin and they get kissy kissy. I just love that he's like, I thought you might be thirsty. I was like, who drinks wine when they're thirsty? That's not what wine is for. Yeah. Dummy. Men. And this way we're going to get janitor gremlins. He's all pissed yep. about these, every, just about everything. Mm-hmm. Kids, kill bots, the world. This is this, honestly uh, how I would be though if I was a mall janitor. Yeah. I would just be oh, like yeah. freaking kids and your stupid milkshakes in the mall and Goddamn I montage this fun. uniform. Just consistently and... grumpy. Yeah. I would. So the killbot knocks his bucket over so he gets all pissy and then it asks for his ID badge and he doesn't give it. So they tr- it tries to taser him and he thinks it misses but it isn't. It's being tactical for some reason. Knock that like, bucket no, over on purpose. You. Yeah. Like it's, it's insinuating. Yep. It looked at him doing his job right and decided for whatever reason because of lightning striking i'm gonna not just bucket over but tasers into the water and then electrify you i do like these little blinking you miss them you see him turn into like an animated skeleton yeah a couple of frames which is cool yeah that's him done bye done what happened to the other two janitors is what i want to know the ones drinking beer and walking around the mall right they're just like chilling they leave they're fine let them go. Let's go to after the guy who's mopping the floor. Yeah. Let's go to the actor who we can only get for 10 yeah. seconds. Right. Yeah, he's too big for this movie. So, Barbie needs a cigarette. And she is a fucking nightmare. Because Nate is like, yeah, I can get you a cigarette. I guess there's one over there. She's like, no. I only smoke I a certain type of cigarette. camels. Ew. It's like, well. And he's like, my God. You always get what you want. She's like, if I get what I, if I'm happy and everybody's happy. And you're like, oh, you are just dump a quick. Yeah. There's no way she's that good um, in bed to validate this sort of behavior. Absolutely not. No like, way. She's an absolute nightmare. I mean, absolutely. Not. I, mean, I will say that I'm excited that the men in this are as equally attractive as the women. Because so typically we have been seeing, especially in these mall teenage movies, is like super hot girls and then just the nerdiest kids ever. Like in initiation, oh, still can't get the taste of that nasty guys out of my face it's gross 
I will say the thing that I do appreciate about this film is that the men are as equally attractive in this as the women. Yes. Because we've just been seeing so much of like an initiation where they're like super hot, bodacious women who then have these just total nerd boyfriends. And even in this one, the nerd is not that bad. Like, I would go out on a date oh, yeah. with that guy. He's so cute. cute. Yeah, and the same with, and the same with yeah, the uh, final girl as well. Like, I mean, I'm going to have um, sex with Russell Todd. That's oh, you know, the goal. 100%. However, 100%. any of these guys would do in a pinch. Yes. Well, it's the thing. Like, Russell Todd, like, he doesn't seem like, obviously, that none of these people are that smart with what they do with this situation. But he doesn't seem like a bad guy. No. Chewingham guy is obnoxious, but he's not the worst. Still, I mean, Chewingham guy's girlfriend is the worst. Uh, we're about to see him without his shirt on, and I'm like, yep. yes, into it. Yes, into but I mean, as personality, it. like normally oh, yeah. when you get the hot ones, they're gonna be horrible people, and it's like, no, he's a horrible people, other than maybe his girlfriend. Right, it does look like an absolute nightmare. But yeah, I agree. With you. It's nice there's some parody here. Like, yeah, even the the brunette married couple, they would be together. They would not be married in, in this weird situation. Yeah. I don't even know why they're bothering to add to their story. But, but yeah, everything kind of works out with the group. But anyway, so yeah, like he's going to go and get her these cigarettes. She flashes him some boobs because, yeah, yeah. again, men are such horn dogs. Like, sure, anything. Yep. It's like, even though like, I was just in bed with those boobs and now I'm outside of the now bed. Now I'm very and excited to come like, back to the boobs. Right. Yeah. You know what? Those boobs look much better from this perspective, like yeah. five feet away than they did up close. Well, like, that and they have actually. had presumably just finished having sex and then he immediately is like trying to get her back in the mood again. Right. Like, oh, you think they have? I thought it was still like, I think he was still trying to warm her up because he'd been trying to go down there and she wasn't in for oh, it. Oh, I think mm-hmm. the whole indication of like, I want a cigarette is yeah, meant to think is that they're done. we've just had sex. Right. I thought she was just like constantly dangling of like, I want this and then bring me a I mean, also that is me. her type. So that's possibility. But yeah. Yeah. It's hard to tell because she does have the line of when I'm happy, everybody's happy, right? Mm-hmm. At that at this time. So that sort of indicates like, get me this and then you'll be happy. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Which yes. <laughs> Any people who are like this, dump them quick. Yeah. Guys. Everybody. Oh. James should have dumped me a long time ago then. <laughs> I, I again I sent him a text saying you got options. <laughs> 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 So, yeah, he's smart. I do like he's smart enough to take his badge with him here. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you know, been told the info he's going to read it. And I do respect that his jeans come way above his belly button, oh, which I don't know if so I think I've ever seen on a but, guy before. Uh, they're opened. <laughs> they are. They like are unbuttoned. Yeah. I love it. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. We get a fucking hilarious scene, which I can only presume they were meant to add sound to, and they didn't, of him turning around three times at the cigarette machine. Right. Because he thinks someone's behind him. But there's no sound to like signify why he's turning around. It's so weird. Like, did they just forget to add in noises? It is. It's so this? weird. These, he just has a sixth sense. These robots also know when to be quiet and when to not be quiet. Yeah, they do. These robots have very selective like sound sensors on them. They can be soup stealth, or it's just like, and all we hear is robot sounds. Yep. Because all we, uh, there's like three scenes, two or three scenes where people will not hear something and then they'll turn around and the robot's like right there in front of them. And then we'll also have other scenes where they're like, Rawr! like so loud right? as they're moving on these. It's so like, weird. The sound tracks. mix for this is very, it's very really weird. weird. Yeah. So I don't know if I should be concerned that people are going deaf or the fact that the robots know when to be quiet and when not to be quiet. 
Yeah, we did not hear about silent mode in that yes. display. I love that a phone rings behind him and he just turns around and picks up and goes, yeah, as if it's meant yep. for him. This is your apartment. I was so confused. I was like, what is the point of him answering this phone right now? And it why really is he weird. like so rude about it what does he say he's like no man there's no messages for you or something like right yeah he's like no i think it's jamel or something like no there's no messages for you it's so weird anyway killbot sees him he shows the killbot his badge but it don't give no fucks does a little sleep dot um so technically not dead right right? but then you would see the claw hand i.e the grabber hand comes in and then we cut A.K.A. the blade that we will see later. Right, exactly. <laughs> sliced his throat open. Do you know what his what his last words are? Did he hear them as he's like No, I didn't. Oh, I don't remember. So it actually sounds like he's speaking English. It sounds like he's saying like, you're not meant to do that or something. But what he's actually saying is Klaatu Barada Nikto. What? Which is a phrase that was uh, from the original 1951, The Day the Earth Stood Still movie. What? Um, and it's, yeah. It's basically when the humanoid alien from the film, which is Klaatu, tells Helen that if any harm befalls him, she must say the phrase to the robot court of Klaatu Barada Niktu. There's this very weird little inside joke, what? which is just a little mumbled by. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Wow. That's so yeah. strange. All right. Like, um, what a, like, reference for a film like this. And to have this guy, oh, of all sense, people, say it. Right? I know, I know. I, know, I love it. <laughs> Weird. He would have had one of the I science guys say it. I couldn't find out whose it. decision it was. Why wouldn't you have had a couldn't scientist guy do it? it? It might have been him, though. It might have been the actual actor who wanted to do it. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, Barbie's going to go looking for him, so we're going to get a long shot of just her butt walking yeah, around. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because, you know, no one puts on pants. No. No. I mean, they've well, all just been having sex with each channel. with their partners in the same fucking room. So I guess what's the point? True. It's just, yeah. Again, it's like I don't see the appeal. Right. <laughs> it's like if you're into if you're having an orgy, then sure. If it's like yeah, let's have a sex party, then fine. But they're not doing that. They're just like ignoring each other on bed adjacent right. beds. Yeah. It's so weird. I mean, in high school, I have definitely been in rooms where a friend was like trying to to you know get it on with their boyfriend or whatever while we're all in the room but no one's happy about it no. you hear yeah. like something happening and you're like oh liz knock it the fuck off <laughs> <laughs> let it go down on you don't set bad examples exactly <laughs> we're all in here go to your car go yeah. to your car it was like four circumstances it was nothing that was planned exactly it was like Stop smoking we're inside. drunk and then all of a sudden someone's thrusting is thrust upon you. It's not <laughs> great. Th- Ew. Anyway, she's gone looking for him because not because she cares, but because she wants her fucking cigarettes. And uh, somehow she doesn't see him until she's standing <laughs> yeah, right on top. This so scene weird. is not lit correctly no. at all. No. <laughs> well, and you all. can see his toes are clearly moving in this scene right? as well in the light. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Like you can't sit still for four minutes, bro. <laughs> Yeah, get it together. Yeah, and then a killbot appears and chases her with fucking lasers. Yes. So what we're going to learn in this scene, more information is a these killbots cannot aim. Nope. Other than in two particular points in mm-hmm. movie. Two, they can shoot you and tag you because she gets tagged in the butt. She gets yeah. tagged in the shoulder, and you're fine. Doesn't hurt her. Yep. But 
Then when she gets in front of the store in front of all her friends watching, shoots her in the head. Explodes. Explodes. <laughs> yep. Maybe it's because her head was full of hot air. <laughs> oh, very good, very good. This is the shot of the movie. They were incredibly proud of this. I think I, I think this is the film where I, I remember reading an interview with the writer or director or someone saying this was like better than Total Recall. Like this is like the best head explosion, basically. Wow. Sorry, better than Scanners when we're talking about Total Recall no. Scanners. They're saying they fucking love this head explosion. It's what was used. They, they put it in a trailer. Can you believe it? They showed this off in the trailer. I mean, this is the 80s for you. This is green, uh, a green ra- uh, rated trailer. This is not R-rated. This is just the shit you could put in trailers back in the 80s and kids were allowed to watch it. Right. And they'd play this in TVs, in the front of stores and stuff. And people just love to come and just watch this trailer again and again because of the head explosion. Ridiculous. Um, wow. And it, is, and it is unexpected. Like I did, um, me and Tom clapped because by this point I'd given up on any satisfying gore. Yeah. And this is fun. Yeah, so then the Killbots... Now, this is the point where the Killbots suddenly are just like, oh, yeah, these guys yeah. <laughs> inside the furniture store. Fuck right? them. <laughs> no idea why. Decides to break then into the store, shoot lasers everywhere. Yep. So all of our group like run, they hide in the storage unit, begin the arduous job of putting all of their clothes back on, which I right? appreciate you actually yep. see them doing. <laughs> and they're like, shit, we need weapons. And they're trying to get out before midnight, but they're too late. All of them big old metal gate things close. So they're now stuck in the mall till six in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six. And Barbara Crampton just freaks out. She yeah, she does. <laughs> issues. She is like full on panic attacking immediately. It's pretty insane. Her, uh, I mean, bless. I mean, God bless. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's giving it her all. And then one of them, I can't remember which one. I think it's funny. Goes like, the phone's, oh no, it's glasses. It's like, the phone's dead. The computer must have taken control. Right? <laughs> Logical jump. What? So now, not only are we like being chased by killer robots, also the computer system for the entire mall is being controlled by these killer robots, which is Can't a storyline that like goes in and out yep. <laughs> as we continue. <laughs> yes. So they decide adducts. Now it'll take us to the parking levels and then we can get out. Right. But apparently the Killbots now have, yeah, plastic explosives. Right. And I'd forgotten all about plastic explosives. Like, fuck, yeah, the 80s were obsessed with plastic yeah, explosives. Yeah, they love them. Everything. Like, do we still use this? Well, this is like I a very know. Mission Impossible thing as well, I felt. Yes. This is true. And then the girls again, I'm, I get a bit lost with this bit because the girls go up into the ducks. Are the boys saying they're not intending to go in the ducks, or do they just get the killbots break in and they have to like break? Well, off? the boys were saying they wanted weapons, so they were like the girls. Should okay, go. so girls get to safety. Well, but I thought the weapons was only because the killbots kept came in, so then they had to run and improvise. Oh, so then right. they're like, "Let's go get weapons." I think right. the intention is that they were all supposed to go in the air duct, but it gets cut short by the killbots. Hmm. Right. Yeah, it's a little it's a little muddled, but yeah, basically the boys end up going off to get weapons, and the girls are up in the air ducts, yeah, which are apparently hot, hot, hot because yep. they're trying to French fry us, right? Again, they've hacked into the system and they control everything right. in the mall now when they want to, not when they don't. Exactly. So the boys had to peck and pass sporting goods, of course, and not to Sam Peck and Pa, and they smash the glass to get in. Guns everywhere, yeah. so assault many guns. rifles. 
of course. I mean, and just ammunition so right next to them as well. <laughs> I know. I was like, this mall is in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, but even then, you have ammo separate from your guns. Right. Like, it's not just out on display. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. Would be. <laughs> that is too much. <laughs> but assault rifles in a mall. That's I not know. Ridiculous it's at all. insane. Hey, it's the bullets um, that kill the people, right? Mm-hmm, no, God. Mm-hmm. No politics on our show. <laughs> Only insinuated politics is allowed. They pick up some propane as well, again, everything. And then we just cut to an immediate shot, which we couldn't. Me and Tom were just fucking creased up laughing. It cuts to them like, oh, let's get some guns because we're up against killer robots, which, by the way, adjusted to very well. Yeah. Very well indeed. And then they get these guns, and then you just cut to them walking in sort of pseudo fake slow motion. It's amazing. It's amazing. With this cool music. It's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. Oh, and then good old Todd, he shoots the air. He's like, let's bring him in. Like, is there a plan here? What's going on? I think on? the plan is just to shoot him. Well, he looks like he has a real gun as well. Yeah, he does. Like when he shoots this, it looks like a real gun. And it Shane does. and I were it both has... like, do they have real guns? Yeah, it had a, <laughs> he mean, had he a very believable like recoil to it. Even whenever he shoots it later, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like it that big semi-automatic he's shooting looks like it's real. Yeah. It looks like he's enjoying it. Yep. Bradley Whitford's, on the other hand, double barrel shotgun that he shoots like 25 times yeah. all in a row. So right, that's exactly. interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. You see him no, reload it later, no. and it's just... like, nobody, you have to do that every time. We you do get we, two we, shots, that's it. And then you have to reload. Shots. Oh, God. Yeah, we got this fucking insane scene where the two of the killbots turn up. They're shooting lasers, but hit nothing. Yep. Amazing. But, and then they're shooting thousands of bullets doing nothing they're all (laughs) terrible shots (laughs) the worst war ever Uh, so then they end up using a propane tank to take out this bot meanwhile barbara crampton is still freaking out right the ducks she's like i gotta go we gotta go we gotta go i know at this point i'm like Susie, just go already nobody likes you yeah (laughs) well that and they're like complaining about the air ducts being hot but they're not fucking moving i'd be like I know. Get it's your just, shit just together. Fucking, if you go quicker, then you'll just get to the car. Fine. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, would you rather be um, dead or have some burnt elbows? Huh? Huh? But instead, they go down into the stores. While the guys are like, cool, we killed that one. Let's kill another one. So they start setting up a trap in an elevator with some propane. The women are making molotovs at this point, which no idea how, but they do this whole thing of brunette knowing how to do this stuff. Yes. And then they go like, oh, you sound like you've done this before. And she's like, basically, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's like I call her Gina Davis wannabe because to me, it's what she looks like. She looks like she wants to be Gina Davis, and she clearly has a past. Yeah. Yes. Well, she's pretty cool. I want more of her. As a mechanic, I sure hope she knows that gas is flammable. Yeah, Yeah. I was hoping she was going to be the final girl whenever we saw her working on the truck, but she was. Come on, she's too attractive. Way too hot, and she's married, so not a virgin. Well, right. You know better than that, Shannon. Come on. You've watched many of these movies. <laughs> I Listen, I was hoping she was. Not that I thought that she was. It becomes very clear. Well, it becomes clear in this scene because Allison takes a road right. flare and stuffs it into a bra. And you're like, well, that's how we're going to come there back in is. the final act. Yep, 100%. <laughs> Meanwhile, the kill bot that the boys thought they destroyed starts to get back up again. Terminator style. <laughs> yeah. Again, is, this, is this before Terminator or is this the same year? No, it can't be the same year because we would have read it off. When's know. Terminator? I don't know. 84. 
Okay, so this is maybe this is after this is Terminator. After. Yeah, yeah. So the women are firing one of the robots with fire, but again, doing nothing. No. Uh, as Crampton is screaming, it's like it's not stopping. Right. <laughs> She needs to tone it the fuck down. Oh my god! Well, listen, it's about to get worse before it gets better. <sighs> maybe they were. Oh, maybe she knew she was <sighs> about to come crazy. to an end, and she's like, "This is my final moment." Oh, this that is a hundred percent what is happening. This bitch is. She is milking it <laughs> for all it is worth. She's sucking all the milk out of that tea. It gets better or worse depending on you, how you feel. Yeah. The laser hit. One of the lasers does actually funny hit. Tags her in the leg. She lies down on the floor and then very, and I thought for a second she, they were just going to watch the robot slowly drive over her. I know, that's what I but thought But it's, it's worse. They just let her scream for ages. Yeah, right. The two of them watch. Brunette's like, we should do something, right? It's like, yeah. yeah. Yes, you should do something. Well, Instead, she just screams. And this is genuinely a quite unsetting because then the robot somehow now knows how to aim, shoots the gasoline, and they just watch their friend burn to death yeah. right. as she's screaming. It's insane. Fucking horrible. Yeah, it is. It's pretty bad. It's insane. I don't want friends like these women. They suck. Well, one watching these scenes, I'm always like, this is what Shannon would do, except she would be running the other direction. Yeah. She would be like, yeah, listen, 100%. you've been dead weight this whole fucking time. All you're doing is bitching. You're holding me back. Gotta go. A hundred percent. Listen, I would have killed Susie back in the air duct. I would have been like, all right, bitch, I'm pushing you out. We're moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every Noted. woman for herself. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, genuinely, this is the only. If we're talking, if we're looking at this as a horror film, this is the only scene that does it for me because it is genuinely a little bit. That is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not really the um, act is horrible. It's the reaction of her friends is horrible. Right. Well, yeah. It's so, just what's happening. Yeah. Just like what you're seeing happening. It's like this is messed up. And then the boys turn up, and of course, Funny Boy is not happy because they just burnt his girlfriend right yeah but he was alive. also there well sort of he turns up right at the tail end right, right. At the tail end. what we find out is this mall is actually a labyrinth to which no one can ever get to anyone else right. in time That's the whole point yep. of a mall is that it's like a big circle and you can literally right? look down from any store into where they exactly. are at having this whole thing well he's all upset so he starts shooting the bot again and guess what they're bulletproof, nothing. Like nothing. Every scene, it does nothing. You guys yep. have Fucking been shooting learn. at them and shooting at them, and it doesn't do anything. So, so they lured a bot into the elevator in like a very unrealistic. Like, I don't know why the bot gets lured into the elevator. It doesn't even see Handsome Boy go in there. Right. Like, it's so weird. Well, all anyway, of this elevator business is so weird because it's like, they're trying to pry the elevator door open at first, but it's like, you just said the computer has control of everything. Why would you want to get into the elevator that you have no control? What the fuck is happening? Yep. Well, it's worth it just to see the robot in the elevator trying to turn around Austin Powers. Oh, style. my God. Ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Love it. And the whole time, I'm just thinking, they don't have the budget to blow this elevator no. up. But they do. I will say they do. A convincing job is mostly off screen. We get a great leap from good old Rick. Handsome boy jumps from the elevator onto a adjacent yeah. level. And then, of course, we're all shooting again, but none of them can shoot straight until Allison. And they go, Wow, you're a good shot. So, yeah, my dad's a Marine. 
To which I said, I so, so you, know, you shoot him a lot? <laughs> yeah. So you're just like, yeah, so genetically, I just right? inherited his powers. I was like, I've never heard of a, a marine dad who comes home and he's like, all right, kid, time for target practice because you're a child of a marine. So we right? also come I mean, home I'm sure and it shoot. Happens, but that's not an answer. No. <laughs> it's, it's fucking funny. It's weird. Yeah. And then this weird bit where, like the br- brunette lady's just smiling at Todd. It's like, yeah, you did good. She's like, I saw that jump. I saw that that little jump. That's great. That's great. I know it was a stunt guy, but still, (laughs) you did good. Mm -hmm. So then they're all just waiting in the pizza place. So weird. Drinking that slice. And takes them ages to say that there's another one out there to which a brunette one's like, wait, what? Right. (laughs) There's a third robot, which also makes no sense because there's no way that these guys would know that there's three because none of these lot were at the beginning thing. Right. Like Crazy. we have no, like, we're not showing anybody telling anyone that there are just three right, robots. right. And this fucking insane. I had to rewind and w- watch this twice because me and Tom were like, wait, what the fuck is happening? And obviously, this is where I guess the comedy's coming in. But Brunette is working out how much they owe the mall. Oh I know <laughs> how many doing is like- that. <laughs> Eighty-five years of debt is <laughs> what they owe the mall. We're like, I don't think you do. I think the mall owes you money yeah, because they say, tried to kill you. This is clearly a lawsuit against the mall. Yeah. Yep. Also, if you haven't noticed yet in the movie, buy Diet Coke. Uh, right. Oh. <laughs> right. Buy yeah, it. 100%. Also, if you shoot a key lock on one of these doors, it somehow opens it. Yes. That's what we I learned know, from Russell I... Todd breaking into this pizza place. Goddamn ridiculous. I was like, it's not a padlock, bro. <laughs> you can't just shoot into it. And he doesn't even shoot I mean, into he's, it. He's, he's going to solve some problem in this film with, with guns. And he can't solve the robot problem with guns. Right. So maybe this is the problem. And this is like, oh, God bless. Like, funny guy. He's doing some proper acting here. He's all upset. Oh, yeah. He's fraying at the this edges. This is the point at which if he was like, why didn't you guys stay in the air ducts? be like, because your girlfriend is a fucking nightmare. And she wanted right. to leave. Yep. That's why she's dead. Okay, right. Stop That's blaming why we all us. Let her burn because she's fucking yeah. irritating. Yeah, we would be safe right now. We'd be gone if it wasn't for right? her. Barbara Crampton. Got there. Yep. Yeah, they're like, where, where is the other robots? And he's waiting to pick us off one by one. These are the bits where I'm like, that sentence is 100 percent written from the slasher version of yeah. this movie, right? Because it makes no sense. And from, from the it was written by somebody who did not know what these robots look like. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's waiting to poke us one by one <laughs> with a little pinky <laughs> stick. <laughs> with their weird little arm uh, but, elbow dance that they do too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when he's really excited and they just raise him up. Wow. Right. Just charge into battle. I'm just waiting for him to be Funny like, guy yay. Decides, <laughs> I kill your friend. <laughs> he decides... This robot's not going to get me. And then starts loading his gun again. I, I get, you've proven nothing well, right other is. than guns don't work. <sighs> so don't worry. I got my fucking gun. It's going to be fun. So they decide. So Glasses comes up with his idea. He's like, hang on. There's a master computer on the third floor. Let's shut them down. So Great. they decide, let's do that. Mm-hmm. And they just pelt through the mall. And then there's a weird bit of editing as Funny Boy basically runs into a killer bot and gets, I think, pushed. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's weird. I was like, he just like gently, the robot just like gently nudges him. And they're like running <laughs> oh, up yeah. the escalator and he's like, guys, it's safe. No one's here. Oh, no. Robot right behind me. 
<laughs> he stroked me with the pincy stick. Right? He lightly brushed yep. by me. I fall into my death. <laughs> and one of my favorite shots in the movie, they find out, oh, wait, that first bot they tried to kill isn't actually dead, and it uses the escalator. Right? I, thank you. What is this? What is <laughs> this? I just love he's like, just, just like coming up the escalator all slowly. They're like, did they design these robots so that they were just wide enough to fit on there? Because I was like, there's no way that fucker's No way. It would have just right. back toppled off of this thing. I absolutely love it. And so they escape to another department store. Allison gets tagged in the shoulder by laser, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> laser. Only if it hits you in the head does it matter. Yeah. Right. Everywhere else is fine. Wouldn't it be great if her shoulder um, just exploded? <laughs> I know. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what do we do? Because she's not dead, but also... <laughs> right? Yeah. So then they, they close these shutters on them when they're in the part store, and you see the bot soldering through the gate as they run up. As I hear 30 as minutes up, later, it store. gets through. Right. Forever, and we have this great shot of them soldering, and they've just, like, you can literally see that they've just crayoned on yes. where the solder's already happened. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just drawn onto the camera. I wanted it to be, like, um, the exact shape of the robot. <laughs> I know. Oh, I was waiting for it to be, like, it fits through precisely. It would have been so funny. This is where Allison starts deciding that they all need to split up again and again. I don't know why she becomes obsessed with I this. Know. Idea she keeps suddenly. saying it, and everybody is like, why? No. No. And yeah, she just I do keeps saying it. That everyone is, is like, no, you're an idiot. Yeah, don't. Why? It's a yeah. so, yeah, She's trying to like take over. And Glass are like, if they split up, then she's like, we can't split up because if we do, we're yesterday's news. And then the brunette girl just starts crying. She's like, oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> right. I went too far. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, fucking hell. It's, yep, a weird movie. It it's very hard to tell what is meant to be funny and what isn't. Well, especially but- for the rest of the film, Allison's just going to have a little thing around her arm with a tiny little bit of blood in it. I and know. that's yep. that's our reminder. Oh, she's damaged. Mm-hmm. But then every now and then she holds her stomach instead of her arm. Yeah, she yeah it's so like, weird. Confused. Are you out of breath? Like, yeah, but this way the brunette and then, like she's all upset. And she goes, ah, I'm sorry. I guess I'm just not used to being chased around a mall in the middle of the night by killer robots. Love it. Which love it. Like, okay, clearly, love it. clearly a joke. But then in the interviews with the writer and people, there's a bit. I think it's with the writer, not yeah, it's with the writer. He's like, yeah, you do these lines, and when you write them down, you think, well, that sounds pretty hokey, but she fucking made it work, man. No, like, she like really. No, she didn't. <laughs> Love it so much. (laughs) Came off hokey too, bro. (laughs) Yep. Hokey pokey. (laughs) So this is really where I started a bit of a problem with the movie. Because I'm like, all right, it's doing what it's doing. It's a very short movie. It's like, what, 74 minutes? Yeah, it is. Too short. Uh, I feel like we've already spoken about it for longer than the film is. Yep. Yes. Oh, we absolutely... But it's like, this is where you just need to keep ramping up the action. And instead, they're just hanging out, having a doze in this department store. Yeah, what a they know the robots are trying to get in. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Killerbot one gets in. So, and they haven't thought before, hang on, they're going to get in at some point. So, let's set up a trap. That's what you do. Right. You make the scene active. No, they want to take a Instead, nap. they have a sleep. Not nap, but trap. <laughs> but tra- mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Come on, guys. And then they go, oh, shit, it's in. We should probably do something. Like, yeah. So, they dress Freak up some out. mannequins <laughs> and then hide mirrors behind it. They shoot the robots again. Oh, my God. We'll Still bulletproof. Yep. So uh, the robots start using their lasers, and guess what? Mirrors reflect light. <gasps> yes. Lasers are made of light. Science. <gasps> I'll be honest, I've never owned a laser. I haven't shot a mirror. I'm pretty sure it would just shatter. But yeah. 
These ones reflect the lasers back at the robots. What? The robot gets electrified. It's the best scene of the movie. Oh my god, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it shoots brunette lady. Handsome man talk goes, no! no! Panics. And then what What can you do in a panic? Jump on the nearest vehicle that has wheels just available right? to you. Well, but it but has to be one. Like five feet behind him. And he's using it in order to go a total of maybe 10 feet. Like. <laughs> This is honestly, I mean, look, you do these podcasts and people <laughs> shit on films and we make these things sound more ridiculous than they are because it's funny. This is the most preposterous thing I've maybe ever seen in cinema history. This is so it's ridiculous. Great. I don't know. I can only imagine when they wrote it down, it meant something different. And then they got there and they had what they had available. And they're like, I guess we'll make this work. Right. And he fucking goes yeah, for it. Yeah, Mr. Todd. Yeah, oh, he does. Boy. He screams, jumps on a tiny, tiny mall cart that he looks like a like a man in yes. a child's vehicle. It looks and like a little baby Zamboni. Feet. It's so weird. <laughs> he drives five feet towards this robot while shooting at it and screaming. Mm-hmm. And the robot, by the way, electrified. Right. And he just drives straight into it. Guess what happens? He also gets electrified. Yeah. Yep. And then a nuclear explosion goes off, which I must admit was a surprise. Yeah, that was intense. <laughs> I didn't realize that's how science worked, but there you mm-hmm. go. It's absolutely insane and by far the best bit in this movie. And yeah, me and Tom were dying. Yeah. We we're actually crying with laughter. Yeah. Like, well, and the catalyst for all this is that his wife, the brunette, gets shot in the stomach with the laser, right? And she's just done. Everyone else has been shot in various places and they're all like good to go except for girl that gets shot in the head and it blows up but nope stomach yep. also kill shot yeah well and everybody knows gut shots take the longest to kill you so that, she would have been fine for a long time yeah. yeah that's true and you would think that a laser is a pretty clean shot so it would have gone straight through she would have been fine yeah if for some reason though you're listening to us but you don't watch these movies watch this scene oh yes, yes. please like it's Absolutely. 100% on YouTube I can only assume that it was because the other chewing gum guy got to say something in Latin and then Russell Todd was like, well, <laughs> he got to do a cool thing. I want to do a cool thing. Where is the closest small mode of transportation that I can drive <laughs> while also wielding a gun? That still does so do nothing. Do you have a driving license for children vehicles? Yes. Yes. Perfect. So we're left with our final two. Final yes. girl and glasses with one kill bot, we think? Question yeah, mark left. We think it's, it's a little one. Bit complicated. So they are finally split up. She's been trying to get rid of him for ages. Yeah, yeah she has. She all she's wanted to do is split up this whole fucking movie. <laughs> she finally Just, yeah, gets what like, she yes, wants. I got a much better survival rate on my own. They're gonna try and find a control room, I guess, but it seems a little bit shaky. Right. Anyway, th- it's really just keeps them to wander around some corridors in the dark. Yep. Uh, in some ridiculous scenes, she gets attacked. Uh, she gets attacked by a room of stuff that's lined up against the door she opens. Yep. Yes. That's just so, full like, of robot parts. It is. It's all the, that like, there I don't and know. close that door. Right. <laughs> so Somebody weird. was like, oh, it's clean. I organized it. Don't open the, don't open the door. The only way you can shut that door is if you're still inside the room. There's probably someone <laughs> like a dead body just in the Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then yeah she just comes across the kill bot in a room of clutter right it was already in there it was it was so weird so she just starts screaming because of course she can't do anything then glasses comes to save her 
fucks its laser by shooting at blank range. At last finds that a bullet can do damage, but you have to be about an inch away from it. Right. And then it starts to chase him instead, so he throws his gun at it. I love that. Because <laughs> if this bullets is, don't work. This is my favorite part of the whole movie. Ah, nothing is working. Throw the gun at it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And he throws, I think, like a fire extinguisher or something yeah. at it, yep. which it then throws back at him. Right. And then you're meant to think he's dead from that, but of course not. Mm. Even though there is a giant pool of blood underneath his head. There is a head. giant pool of blood. Oh, yep. yeah. And it hits him in the stomach, by yeah. the way. Right. But it knocks him back and he hits his head on the tile floor of the 80s. There you go. I mean, sturdy floors. Right. Allison, she's like just standing there watching it happen. Yeah. As everybody does. That's the reaction to robots attacking your friends. Stand and watch. And I think I lied earlier because we get another scene that genuinely I found a bit creepy. She hides in a pet store. Which, why were they not in the pet store the whole time? Puppies. Go hide with the puppies. That's all you got. Why are you in a friggin' pizza place? Yeah, I think you're right. You gotta eat. Nah. What if I would have been like, I will see you guys later. I'm gonna go hide with the puppies. Genuinely, so the killbot comes in, knocks over a bunch of the cages and stuff, and we get like a whole bunch of tarantulas and snakes. There's one scene where the snake like moves its like body Mm -hmm. and actually knocks the tarantulas, and for some reason that really creeps me out. The snake's interaction with the tarantulas, yeah. Yeah, and then she's hiding underneath, and they put legitimate big old fucking spiders yep. crawling all over yeah. her. Yep. And me and Tom are like, you are not getting paid enough no, for no, this. No, not like, at Especially all. that big one. That one's like, they call them like bird eater tarantulas. Yeah. Those things are like, they're huge. you know, the size of a softball. Fuck that. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's like, for oh, real. Yeah. come on. Nope. They've already proven these robots are terrible shots. Like, yeah. Take not a chance worth it. Right. We learn in this scene, the way to avoid these robots is just be lower than three feet. Right. Because they can't see you. Yes. They can't see anything above or below themselves. Right. The obvious choice in this film is just to hide quietly. Or just crawl (laughs) out. Right. That's it. That's all you got to do. Which reminds me of, and I can't take credit for this, this is from a now playing podcast where they talked about this movie and uh, Stuart was talking about some real news that I didn't look into, but where they actually did install robot security guards in oh a mall, God. I believe, in LA. And I think it was very recent, it was in the, within the last few years. And yeah, they got in trouble because a kid was too short for it, essentially, yeah. and the robot couldn't sense it and it like rolled over him and broke his foot or something. Oh, shit. I don't know, did something. Oh, my God. So they got in a, a whole bunch of trouble and I don't know if this all stated, but you can still hire them, I believe, huh. and they cost like nothing. Well, Walmart like has the like cleaning robots in some of their stores that they have like big eyes on them, but they're not meant for security. They're just meant they like sense. It's basically a giant Roomba, but it's very right. tall. But yeah, they're very weird and creepy looking. Weird. I do love the shot as she's like crawling out and you suddenly cut to just like rubber spiders. I on know. Yes. Well, that's what I was like. Why are that's they now so rubber spiders? We clearly don't have a problem with putting live bugs on her. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like if somebody was like, we're going to put live spiders on you or whatever. Just stay still. Yeah. It's like, okay, if I'm sitting still then I can handle that, but I'm not going to get up and move around and potentially have them react to that. I mean, that, but that spindly one that's like you see oh, it get yeah. around the back of her and it's like in her hand. Like, fuck. Yeah. Nah. There's a story Katie once told me about a pet tarantula she had that still freaks me out to this day, Ugh. which upsets me a lot. Well. I have to not think about it. Rest in peace, Phoebe. I miss you. 
I still feel like that's a completely made up part of your life that you're not trying to No, it's true. Somewhere. It's true. Well, that was my logic was like, how do you get over a fear? It's like, just embrace it. So I got a spider. And that's, and that's what America's no, doing right thank now. you. <laughs> it was a rose hair tarantula. Even if she bit you, it's like getting a splinter. Like I'm not really worried about getting bitten. I'm worried about just the creepy factor. No. Of what? Um, the crawlies. That I'm creeped out by them. Oh, well... I don't want a spider. I don't want to look at them. The I don't thing want to come I in hate like more than wanna, spiders like... are crickets and grasshoppers. I know it's weird, yeah, they don't but I got so much joy out of feeding insects to it because I was like, yes, kill the things I hate. Oh, my God. I love it. Katie's true right, nature is, comes I know. out. Yeah, this is a whole different podcast. I know, right? <laughs> I need therapy. I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Allison decides the best way to survive is to hang off the edge of the right? balcony, which of course Girl. she falls, uh, yeah. but she's fine. So I just wish cool. that people had allowed her to split up before and then she would have come to this end a long time ago. Yeah. Sooner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all just like working together and every now and then they pass her just doing Just hanging ridiculous. off of things. <laughs> like, is she all right? Yeah. yeah, she wanted to split up. <laughs> well, she has a brilliant idea. She <laughs> Which Tom had to ask me three times as this was happening. She heads to a paint store. Right. Are we, are we, we not going to wonderful... talk about the fact that she falls onto a metal enforced tarp right. and is just fine? Canopy isn't skewered. Yeah. That thing would have gone. She would have been done. Done. You did. I do love. Yeah, she's running into. She's breaking into paint store. She just pulls the jumper over her face and then just runs straight at it. That was really good. I like this scene yeah. a lot. It's really cool. So then. She has a plan that mystifies the audience, but in a way that Tom was like, okay, this is all going to make sense at the end. What is a plan? How interesting. Nope. Nope. <laughs> her plan is, you know, I guess that little sign you get on paint, and particularly on paint thinner, that says flammable. Right. Well, apparently what it means is explosive. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so she uses all the paint in the store, throws it all on the floor. Then the bot turns up. She uh, lures it in there, skids around on the paint, then she pulls out finally that flare that she's had down, yes. down a bra the whole time. In her boobs this whole time. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. chilling. And she's like, oh, wait. Remember this thing that has been sticking Perfect. me in the ribs for the past like hour as I run around this mall? Maybe now's the time. Mm-hmm. Not at all one of those things you get to write in the end of your script and you get to your final crazy idea for the first scene and you're like, oh, shit, we need one extra thing. Let's just go back and chuck it in somewhere and right? forget about it. She says, have a nice day. And she uses the flare and we echo on her last word in a cheesy, terrible way. Oh, my God. And then explosion. Boom. Because apparently these writers think that paint is actually napalm. Yeah. Right. It's insane. Right. Absolutely insane. I also feel like the cost of the mall covering up the PR nightmare of all the kids dying inside their mall would have been less than what it's going to cost them to fix this mall that only we're about to find one or two people oh, survive. Yeah, <laughs> right. They are done. It's better just to kill them. At yeah, I would honestly, like happened. if somebody had walked in from a mall, they'd be like, oh yeah, so happy you're alive. Let's go to my office. You're fucking yeah. yep. done. For your big prize. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll call your parents. Let's come in here. Well, she hobbles off. Don't worry, glasses are still alive. He's just got a nice roll of blooded toilet paper he's holding. I know. If you so there's weird. that much blood coming out of the back of your head, 
you are not cogent enough to be like making no. snarky remarks right now. You're like, what? <laughs> like you're you're not good. Well, they have a hug. And he's wearing a totally white shirt with absolutely no blood on the back. And he is a blonde headed man. There's no blood on well, the back of his head. As we've seen, the robots clean up after themselves. So maybe they went back and cleaned him up. And gave him a new shirt. Yeah. yeah. I guess that toilet paper must be very absorbent. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's probably another one of the sponsors along with Diet Coke. Right. right. It's like Charmin and Charmin. Diet Coke. Yep. They all hug, we doll it, we don't, we crane out, which yeah. is probably, as Tom said, just someone on the third floor. Oh, 100%. Just on a ladder. Somebody's on the escalator coming up. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh no, that's actually what he said. Yeah, no, that's what he said. And I was like, yeah, almost 100%. Oh, yeah, that would be like, amazing. Oh, I want that now. Because why spend money? Like when you can just use what you got. Yeah. That's the Roger Coleman way. And hell, it made him a lot of money. So. And that's it. That's the end. And we do the old 80s beautiful dance of ending credits with freeze frames. Yes. Of course. Yep. Woohoo. That's a movie that we just saw. Yep. Yep. So Roger Corman, he does not like movies that are over 80 minutes long. So he took the 82 minute cut and told them that it was spending too long on character moments. Uh, oh, my God. So they cut a bunch of them out. He's got a real science to how he makes his movies. It's very much like beat by beat. This is how it needs to be. Particularly for, you know, genre fair. There was a shot of a, if you watch the trailer, there's a shot of a, uh, one of the killbots carrying a severed arm um, and leg, I think it is. And then there's one of a metallic pincer going for a girl in a chair. They were shot by a different director purely for the trailer. Mm-hmm. Part of this. Yeah. And then they released the movie as killbots. It came out in cinemas as killbots and it wasn't doing well at all. And Roger Coleman, didn't understand. He was like, why on earth isn't this movie doing well? We've got robots, we've got boobs, we've got an exploding head. What more do you want? There's a guy who's got jeans that go above his belly button. There's Everything another guy on like a little scooter shooting guns. Yeah. <laughs> we got we got <laughs> we got car chases. <laughs> oh we got everything. We've got robots on escalators. <laughs> So they're in one of the screenings, Coleman and the director, I believe, in one of the screenings. And then there's a guy changing the lights, I believe, in a projector booth. He was like, you should have called it Chopping Mall. Oh, my God. Amazing. And then they they immediately were like, they came up with different subheadings that they could use for Chopping Mall. Mm-hmm. Like how it just gave itself over to better puns, mm-hmm. which I think the one they ended up going with. Was it was it? like, it's like when shopping costs prices. you an arm and a leg or something. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's another one to a slash price. So, yeah. They're like, oh, shit, there's so much. They immediately got excited. They, and this is what you could not do this now. In the 80s, you could do this. They pulled the movie, they renamed it, and then released it again. Wow. Oh, my God, amazing. And it made over $2 million. Like, that, that name change. Yes, people love puns. People love puns. I mean, it proves so, it's so scary as a filmmaker to think about that kind of thing. Just the name. Like, that yeah. was it. Yep. With a different subheading. I mean, I will say Chopping Mall is a better title. I do genuinely. Oh, yeah. uh, Not to echo other podcasts because I think a lot of people feel this way, but I agree. Killbots is the more accurate title. (laughs) Right. Yeah, but it doesn't appeal to as wide of an audience. Like in the 80s, especially, you're not going to get teenage girls to go see Killbots. Like, no. No, no. I'm saying they did the right thing. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's a lie. There is no No. no chopping in this movie. But it is in a mall. Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall sounds like a slasher movie. Right. Yes. 
like the, what the original script of this probably was going to be. Killbots is what this movie actually is. Yeah. You know, there is a TV car and because of TV you know, timings, they had to have extra footage. So there is stuff there, but it's never been released officially. It's just sort of out there in the doldrums. Mm. Yeah, and for people watching it now, there's this great, I think it's Vestron Video who originally made this movie. They teamed up with Lionsgate, who's trying to do their own sort of, they're going up against you know, uh, Scream Factory and Arrow Video and stuff like that to release these beautiful deluxe versions of these old cult movies. And yeah, the Blu-ray that we all watched. It's actually made like, it, this is how like in the minutiae it gets. There's like a version that's HD that's out there that people see, which is from one particular print. But then the director owned the internegatives and the original magnetic sound strip from this movie still so he actually got a version made himself that he would take when he screened it and the version on this blu-ray the lines get used was his personal version that he used which is yeah whole different prints from from oh, what was used for the other hd version so there's like that's what i mean when you watch these movies you can see hd but that doesn't mean you're seeing the best hd there's so many different like translations mm-hmm. of these films uh, but yeah i will say the lines get one that was put out it's a beautiful blu-ray it's got loads of extras on it and it's got yeah like a just well a great package now guys i know what you're saying why wasn't why weren't there more shopping malls well they did they did talk about it it didn't end up happening however i mean if you believe him they're still trying to do a shopping mall remake yeah there's a director called rob hall who directed laid to rest which is a slash movie quite a lot of people like i've tried a bunch i don't like those movies very much he announced he had plans to remake Chopping Mall. Apparently, he was trying for like 10 years oh my God. and over. And it kept not happening. He may have got like licensing from one company, but not all the companies. And then it, he never got permission from Lionsgate. He never got permission from the actual original director, who still owned certain parts of the licensing as well. And he was going to do this movie without the robots. Oh, his take was going to have mannequins possessed by the souls of dead slaves. Jesus. What? And he pitched it as it's more like the fog set in an abandoned mall than it is robots. It's more like mannequins set in an abandoned mall. Right? <laughs> yeah. So Jim, the director of Chop Mall, said, don't hold your breath. Lionsgate owns the US home video rights. Uh, and it's something, yeah, that Rob Paul's been trying to do for years. They had a bit of an open spat on twitter about it as well but i mean if you go to twitter account you can find chopping underscore mall that is still there which is saying this is happening but they haven't tweeted since 2013 (laughs) i don't think it's Uh, happening well especially now that malls are like going way downhill (laughs) since all malls are dying yeah Yeah, well abandoned season three right you can find those anywhere now that is true I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I would have watched that movie that he pitched, but I don't see what on earth. I mean, if you take the robots out of this movie, obviously the fans weren't happy with that pitch yeah. when they heard. Right. I don't know what this movie is if it's not about robots. That's the whole point. I think it would I, be cool to do this movie as like there's an actual serial killer, like human serial killer in the mall. The, these kids decide, yeah, to do this party hangout orgy, and so the robots are trying to get to the serial killer, but are inadvertently stuck because these kids are being assholes and Mm -hmm. getting in the way that could be cool like it well guys let's see what you feel about this and then we're going to get to the fun bit we're going to get for the first time ever the co-hosts are going to get to pick what we're covering next yes Um, but before we get there chopping mall i feel like we know what shannon feels about this movie katie how do you (laughs) feel about chopping mall i have seen this one before and i do remember being happy about it like i just i'm a big fan of robots i don't love the design of the robots and obviously they do have their shortcomings but 
like I said, I, I like the actors in this a lot more than I have some of the other films that we've had. It's better cast. I don't mind the senseless nudity as much, even though I agree with Shannon. I've never seen showers in a mall before. <laughs> right. However, like there's no tension in this film. I don't like the final girl as much as everybody else does, but it's definitely like a great midnight movie. Like there's never a world that I would be like, don't watch this. It's so bad. It's not great, but it's fun. And yeah, chick's head explodes and dudes wear really tight jeans. I'm not mad. I ain't mad at it. Shannon. This is what I've wanted. I knew that this was her reaction as well. So. <laughs> oh, yes. This is everything. Listen, there are so many like actual problems with this film from like a plot point and character and like all the things, right? And I'll be critical of other films that we've gone through where like their plot, this doesn't make sense and all that sort of stuff. But, but they're also like, presenting themselves as a more serious I want to scare you film I don't know where in the process that this one really went off the rails and it is like midnight movie we're just having a good time and it's amazing I highly recommend there is absolutely no tension or scariness in it at all it's one of my new favorites that we've I've ever been forced to cover on this. There's robots, a girl's head explodes, there's amazing 80s dialogue, there's tits for no reason whatsoever, and it's all in a mall. I'm into it. The only <laughs> thing that from years of working in a mall that I wish they utilized more was those like, you get them a little bit, but like the back interior hallways in malls where you go from the shipping deck into to like put your goods and things like that like even whenever i was working in malls those scared the shit out of me to have to go and pick up deliveries and to like go because it is it's just like all cement you can't see around the corners it's so easy to like hide it always scared the crap out of me that's the only thing i really wish there was like some element of that in there because it really it is truly lacking anything scary whatsoever <laughs> but it's so much fun i love this movie <laughs> it's so goddamn ridiculous this is what i've been waiting for Ugh. don't i don't like it shannon and i don't mean the movie i mean your happy face <laughs> it's makes me so we have failed this is the movie whenever you were like yeah shannon 80s slashers they'll be mainly fun it shouldn't be bad you won't know they're not scary this is what i was expecting this is it <laughs> and instead you've given me all of this scary horseshit <laughs> i disagree <laughs> <laughs> but that's the that's the question isn't it would this be scary if it wasn't robots and it was exactly the same film, exactly the same scenes, but with, you know, a guy in a mask chasing them around this mall. Like, that's the question. Would that flip that coin for you? I mean, it depends, right? Like if the kills and things like that were all the same, the way that they are, you just replaced it with a human rather than robots. Probably not. I think it would still turn out to be like this. The robots definitely make it way less scary, right? Because it's just ridiculous and so improbable so there would certainly be an added element if it was a human 
that would probably ramp up the tension. You can just do more, pl- more plausibly than you can with robots. <laughs> so the answer is yes, but like to what end? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. might as well I mean, keep them robots and just really go for it. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Well, this the reason why I think this movie is now becoming that's uh, become a cult is because of the robots. Because yeah. it is that it's a weird fucking movie. Yeah. And it stands out because of that. It also, you know, it has a cool poster, but loads of them have cool posters. It's got a cool title. Loads of them have cool titles. How many have robots? Yeah. And I do think that's for the better and the worse of it. Like, I'm not going to, I will say, I enjoy this movie. I think, yeah, I think the characters are more fun and solid than many of the movies. I'm not going to say they're better acted because there's some bad acting here, but the dynamic of them all just works. It's, it's, you know, it's fine. I think actually Jim shoots it fine. Like it's, again, not a beautiful film, but it's, it's shot. You know, I'm 35 millimeter like most of these are, but it feels like they're trying to make it look and feel like a movie mm-hmm. in certain places, at least, with their very limited resources. I think it helps that they just have this huge mall because it gives it immediate production value, yeah. which is fun. I love film setting malls. Yeah, and yeah, we have like lots of silly dialogue. We've got like not that much nudity. It's like one scene and it's just two flashes literally of nudity. We've got, yeah, but just a crazy setup things that make no sense in it and i'm totally fine with that it loses pace for me like it does in that last act like it's lucky that it ends with fucking paint thinner being used like napalm to wake me up because it does really lose pace and there's like a big chunk towards the end like yeah we need to keep accelerating here let's have you have plans let's have you actually do something i wanted to see them get to that control deck i don't know why it didn't happen right i'd like to see them end up on the roof or something in the containment thing or something but i feel it kind of just starts spinning its it's you know wheels by the end and for a movie that's what however fucking short this is 76 minutes or something that's you know if you're boring me at 76 minutes that's that's a slight that's not great um but yeah we finished this movie and tom like turns to me and he's been laughing a bit you know and stuff and seems to be enjoying it he just turns to me like man that was a fucking bad movie wasn't it (laughs) and i'm like yeah i mean yeah absolutely this is a bad movie but it is a this is this is a bad movie you can have fun with. For right. Sure. Like, and it's weird to define always how that works. Right. Um, sometimes it's because it's so bad you can laugh at it. I think that's true of bits of this. But I do think there are bits in this that they meant to be funny as well. And I do think they are just having fun with, yeah, this is bad and funny. But yeah, I don't know. It's very bad. It's, I think it's t- totally enjoyable. If you're in the right mood and you've got the right people around you, you can have a great time with this film. Would I prefer if they'd just done it as a straight slasher with a slasher mask film? Absolutely. Like, I would love the mole version of this where it wasn't robots and it is some, yeah, like some some killer like in the mall after them. So that bums me out a little bit that they changed that. But would we still be talking about it to this day? Probably not as much, no. No. Nope. You know, it is, its, it is its uniqueness. So, yeah, I mean, I started trying to rank all these movies actually a couple of days ago. I started putting my list again. I was like, fuck, it's already hard because so many of them like faded into like, oh, I know I thought about that, but it was this. It was like, it's such a jumble of different personalities. It's really difficult. Anyway, you guys very quickly then next week you get to pick between Slumber Party Massacre 2 or Silent Night Deadly Night 2. I know when we did Slumber Party Massacre 1, Shan was pretty clear at the beginning she wanted Silent Night 2, but then by the end of it you guys watched the Rockabilly trailer. Have you come up with one? Well, I will vote for the music alone and for what you showed me of this poster. Slumber Party Massacre 2. Only because I am intrigued by what this rockabilly killer is going to be. 
Katie, does she get your backup vote? Or you I'm allowing Shannon to have this one only because, I don't know, it was kind of nice to see her so happy with Chopping Ball. <laughs> but also, I'm very, very, very nervous about what looks to be a sad Grease remake of Slumber Party Massacre 2. So, I mean, we'll that's I'm what gonna, I'm here I'm for. I'm going to be drinking is how I feel. Yeah. Well, Katie, I know you've got to go. So you just le- le- give us your handle on Twitter and then get out of here. I'm at my at Watson Dearest on Twitter and my Dearest Watson on Instagram, which I actually hey. had somebody who looks like they watch horror movies start following me on Twitter. So, hey, what? No, I, I don't remember your <laughs> handle, but I'll shout it out to you next time. Katie, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Me and I got to go work. Um, all right so we're gonna be doing slumber party massacre 2 next week which here's Famous the thing last words. next week when when we're talking at the beginning of this like we're in those doldrums now it's like we've got to pick out which bad film is so bad it's kind of fun let's just do that that's why i gave you guys these choices there were okay. some other films but i was like well you guys have seen the originals of these two they're both bad let's be clear silent light 2 and slumber party massacre 2 are both terrible movies <laughs> but it's about which one can be more entertainingly terrible right i'd already kind of sold you guys a silent night too because of the eyebrow acting which is fantastic oh my God. i felt you'd go for that just because again they the first 40 minutes i think of silent night 2 is literally a new a recut of the original silent night so you've already seen it crazy but no let's go with the rockabilly i don't think many people cover this movie so let's let's do it well and i think too i mean we watched the first one which i was which legitimately scared me Right. The first one was like a little too home invasion-y for me. It did. It legitimately scared me. But you have now sold me that I will be able to handle this. So I'm interested to see what the change is from one to two. And especially like now there's this rockabilly like vibe to it. I did. My favorite part of Phenomena was the music. And granted, rockabilly is a different vibe than metal. I am interested for that reason alone. Well, and because I know there's no rockabilly <laughs> in Silent Night, Deadly Night too, right? There's no. Mm-hmm. I know that that like, and to be fair, I remember thinking the first Silent Night was boring. <laughs> hey, they had that montage with the country music. They that did. You loved. They had that montage. So I guess I'd rather watch something ridiculous than boring. And it's short again. It's short again. And if you oh, are watching these at home. I'm going to be watching the longer version, which is 11 minutes longer. You can get it on the um, on the Blu-ray version, which has, I think, yeah, it's got two and three. Both of the films are on that one. And they have like an uncut version where they put together three different prints to make it up. So it's kind of like jumping quality. But I'm going to watch that. You guys are going to watch the normal R-rated because I will say the R-rated version is the better way to go. Yeah. Uh, the shorter, the better. Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, they don't really add blood or nudity or anything to the unrated. It's just kind of cursory shots and a few bits of dialogue and things. Oh. Gotcha. And I'm intrigued. And then we'll be beyond that. <laughs> Next <laughs> week's going to be fucking weird. And then we're going to be, what have we got after that? We've got, oh, Hide and Go Shriek, which I'm excited for because we're going to get back to department store sex parties. Oh. And then we're going to finish off with Intruder. We're so close to the end. Oh, Intruder. That does not sound like a film I'm going to like. I think I like it. It's set in a uh, big old supermarket. Okay. Sam Raimi's involved with it. What? Bruce Campbell's technically in it technically okay okay Not well, very long well uh we'll see how there that goes all right janet how could people uh tell you on the old twitters or the instagram whatever that chopping mall is a terrible movie and you're wrong and you need to 
stop liking robots so much. Well, they would be wrong to tell me that because that is clearly a false statement on all grounds. But if you feel so inclined, uh, I guess you could do so on Twitter with my face, Shannon. But like, I won't respond to you because I don't pay attention to it. So you'd just be talking to the void. Or I guess you could holler at your girl on Instagram at (laughs) Shannon Hollander. (laughs) I'm like, please don't have the handle your girl. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do not. It's just Shannon Hollander. And maybe if you agree with me, then I'll respond to you. Uh, But if you don't, go fuck yourself. You're wrong. (laughs) Shopping mall is amazing. (laughs) I mean, I think anyone who listens to our show is going to be agreeing with you. (laughs) I hope so. Yep. And I'm Mr. Alway on everything uh, and also on the Xbox and the PlayStation. I'm back into playing Friday the 13th quite a bit on Xbox right now. So feel free to jump in and join me. I'm playing it with some Chris Straver. I'm playing it with Katie. Tom had a quick go. Mm. Uh, so feel free if you see us online to uh, jump into our party and then we'll just boot you if we don't want don't to don't play with you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that would be a fun dance. I know. Yeah, please do rate us and subscribe to us. It really, I mean, I really mean it. It helps us out. I think that's words do we say. It. People just listen to it and you don't do it. But it's the only way you can help us. So yeah, last week, actually on the day that Phenomena podcast went up, uh, my new album, Ghost Light Dive Dark, got released. Woo-hoo! So please go on to Spotify if you don't want to give us money and you just want to listen to free music. That's fine. Just feel a little bad about it every now and then. Every now and then. <laughs> if you want to pay for it, go on to iTunes. And if you want a physical CD, we are actually doing a small physical run. Can you believe it? Who what? would think? I didn't think they still existed. Things? You want to do it with me because I'm dorky. Yep. And if you want that, then honestly, the easiest way is just DM me on Twitter or, or Instagram, whatever, and I'll let you know where we can get that sent out to you. What mm, if I'd it? like it as a cassette tape form? We almost did, actually, because the people are printing our CD as we speak. They do, like, Coldplay's cassettes and people. And I was like, Coldplay still do cassettes? And I'm like, yeah, there's some countries that want cassettes still. Like, wow. Amazing. What about vinyl? You can do vinyl? I mean, vinyl's the one, obviously, because that sells better than CD now. Right. So, yeah, we definitely are going to do a vinyl run. It's not available yet because that's a bit more of an expensive thing to get into. Gotcha. I will say, if you wanted to know how nerdy I am, this album was mastered, printed to vinyl, and then beaten up a little bit and then re-recorded from vinyl to digital. So, what you'll be listening to oh, is yeah. technically the vinyl sound, but obviously not, you know. Not really. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It didn't have the effect I was hoping. <laughs> that was money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted it to sound, make it sound really fucked up, but the guy who was mastering it, who was great, but he didn't fuck up the vinyl enough. I was like, no, throw it around, beat it up. And I wasn't there to physically do it with him. And then he would send me back the files and was like, oh, it just kind of sounds like the album. Yeah. <laughs> A tiny bit warmer, I guess. So, yeah, we might try that again on the future project and I'll fucking scratch that shit up. Yeah. Destroy you your scratch. own music. I don't mind at least half of that album. It's all right. People should check it out. High praise. Uh, he does not mind at t- least half of his own album. Run yeah. to the stores to buy it. I mean, yeah, I've hated everything I've ever done other than maybe half of that album and maybe a couple of scenes and starfish. That's it. So. Wow. I quite like the short that you and I made. Well, yeah, because I'm fantastic. Well, we made other things. I'm not such a fan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we're just all rambling now because now it's just you and me reminiscing. I know. Now it's um, just, I feel like I was on like, uh, for a moment, I was like interviewing Al White <laughs> about his <laughs> new album. 
Let's get into it. You're you're listening to KTLA. I'm here with Al. Oh, Mike. actually, hmm. oh, that's yeah? a very good point. Before I go, I do have a final thing. Everyone's tuned out now. No one's listening. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's just us now. It's fine. As soon as you get to give out your handles, people just stop listening. Right. So you you fucking lost yeah. out. Yeah, they're gonna look goal. at it and be like, "Why is there ten minutes left?" <laughs> yeah, honestly. So. Thomas and myself, the Tom I keep talking about, uh-huh. he's my bassist and uh, backing singer and sometimes does guitars for me. And me and him have been in the, the uh, different versions of this band since film school. So for a long time, I won't say how long. <laughs> and yes, we did an audio commentary for the album, which some people do nowadays, where you talk, you listen to the album through and you talk through ah. what happened with the song and how we came up with it and how you did the sounds in it and the production of it and all that stuff. And we recorded one that we intended to put as both tracks, because there's 11 tracks in the album. We're going to put it as tracks 12 as a clean version of that audio so you can play the soundtrack that you want, uh, sorry, the songs that you want to it. And then we recorded it as track 13 where we actually mixed in the album quietly in the background so you get some context to our audio mm. commentary. For the distribution company we're doing, they wouldn't allow us to do that. They're like, we don't allow audio commentaries or other things. What? And, we're like, and they're like, we allow spoken word music. And I was like, well, how... How are you deliberating what is spoken word music? What if I told you this is my artistic creative right. output? Like, you don't fucking tell me what yeah. art is, man. Exactly. But apparently they do. They do tell me what art is, <laughs> and we're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> nope, no. Nope. Okay, yes. You are the arbiter of art. Okay, Got you it. Are, yeah. Got okay. it. All right. So that is not going to be included on the album, sadly. So instead, we're going to release it as episodes of this podcast. What? And it'll have all the keywords. So if you're already subscribed to us and you're just going to get it pop up in your feed, ignore it if you want to listen to it if you don't. And if not, then you can just type in Dive Dark is the name of the album. So if you do We Are Geeks and Dive Dark, it'll pop up both versions probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're obviously not going to release it for a few weeks till after our album's out because otherwise people will get the album before the album. Kind of right, thing. right. Um, Got to protect the uh, content. But we will put it up. Yeah, so that'll be up pretty soon for when you listen to this. And, you know, I'm not going to say it's worth listening to. Again, you you know you know what, Al? You are a consummate salesman. If there's anything I could say, you are always just pitching and high praising your own work. And you know what? Quite frankly, it's disgusting. And I really think that you should get off of your high horse and uh, find some humility. I'm not going to. I'm not going to, Shannon. I'm not going to. I know. All right, there you go. I think that's about everything we've got to talk about. You got anything you want to plug (laughs) since now that's what we're doing? No, I mean, listen, I hope by the time this podcast comes out, I've booked another job. I thought you said that your body's been found. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's that's really it. I would like to plug the fictitious job that I don't have right now that hopefully I will have by the time that this podcast comes out. So watch me in that thing. you have an official website thing. where people can go and check out your your incredible yeah. versatility? Yeah, go go to my website, check out pretty pictures of my face, my reel. And <laughs> you if you got new headshots and they're actually they're good. I did. I just got new headshots. I mean, we're really just now meandering. I, I have new beautiful headshots. No I'm redoing my reels, guys. Like, if you know, put me in projects. I am uh, for hire. Tits are extra. Mm-hmm. What else do I need to say? Yeah, that's about it. Did your father know that the tits are extra? No, he doesn't. He would not approve of tits being extra. He would. He would the tits are off the table. In fact, your dad specifically told me once that the tits are off the table. <laughs> oh, did he? I don't remember. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, I think I did. I mean, not in those exact words, but in a, in a uh, yeah, she's not allowed to die and she's not allowed to get naked. Yep. Those were the two roles he told me. Yep, because he couldn't bear to see either one. It's sweet. 
because he can't bear to see me die, but also that he can't bear to see my tits, which, to be fair, I don't no. think I would ever tell him about that. <laughs> no, that's well, he listens to these podcasts, obviously. So. Yeah, he does. He's a huge podcast listener. If there's anything my father likes to do, it's to spend two and a half hours listening to a meandering podcast about horror films. About chopping more, <laughs> about robots in a fucking Right. <laughs> yep. You tell I missed doing the regular podcast where we didn't have to talk about anything and we could just chat. I know, hundred percent. This is—I mean, who is still listening to this? Get a life. Go do something else. Justin Law, are you still listening? <laughs> <laughs> Not even him. Even Justin's tuned out. All right, we're gonna go. Yeah, bye. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about Slum Party Massacre Two. Until then, we are out, geeks. Geeks. And Katie, we're here. She would say, geeks.